334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. Sophia went through a lot of tutoring and got minimal results. For her ADHD, she was almost off the charts. None of the typical therapies met her needs. We felt like we were constantly playing catch-up. There was great guilt, like I had done something wrong. I hadn't taught my child what she needed to learn. She wasn't functioning in society. I knew, I knew this was going to be the solution. Brain Balance is the answer for your kid because it didn't just mask the problems, it actually addressed the issue. That little girl that wants to do well, that wants to please, that wants to make the right choices is actually able to make the right choices and to please now. This is not my kid anymore. This is this totally different kid. I don't doubt for a moment that I made the right decision in taking Sophia to Brain Balance. It has completely, completely changed our lives. For ADHD, dyslexia, and other processing disorders, Brain Balance works. Call 800-877-5500. That's 800-877-5500. Or go to brainbalance.com. KKSE. Parker. Denver. Home of the Nuggets. Home of the Avalanche. Altitude 950. Denver's all-sports station. Live from the Altitude 950 studios. The Vic Lombardi Show starts now. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, at the ones and twos, for the Vic Lombardi Show, the hardest working man in Denver, make some noise for Jesse Trujillo. On the wing, the man whose last name is impossible to pronounce, Marty O. At forward, the big redhead, notorious shoulder driver, H. W. Peterson! And in the hot seat, wearing the fancy black shorts. And he's always right, thinks he's always right. James Manchester Mirlet. And the man in the middle, he's a small man, but he's a good doctor, attorney at flaw. Make some noise, everybody up on your feet, no one sitting in your seat, it's time to meet Vic Lombardi! Yeah, I, I think these guys are hungry. Uh, obviously, I think, uh, you know, I took Jamal out. He ran the whole first uh, third quarter, fourth quarter and a half, took him out for a little bit, got him right back in. Uh, he was just having one of those games where it was so important to have him on the floor uh, because of his defense, his offense, his playmaking, his scoring. Um, but I, I think the fact that our guys were able to play the minutes they played and give the effort they gave on a I – mean, we played the most, I think, road games in the Western Conference. Uh, we've had a lot of travel, and uh, we never use that as an excuse. But our guys went out there and just played tonight. And uh, I couldn't be prouder of them for that. All I can say is, damn. That's the only thing that was that was in my mind all night. Damn. What a valiant comeback, only to be foiled by one Jimmy Buckets. Welcome to the Vic Lombardi Show on this, what is this, Thursday. Thursday. I have n- one of those weird no weeks. Idea. No idea. I swear to God. And, and just to let you know, next week's going to be the same yeah. thing. You could have given me four guesses there. And I, I know. wouldn't know what day of the week it is. It's Friday for me because I'm not here tomorrow. It's like Wednesday for you guys. I have I don't no know. idea what day of the We're week all it is over for the me. Place. We're all over the place. Every day's a work day, it seems. Welcome again to the Vic Lombardi Show. James Marillat, HW. Your parents were wonderful. If you missed it at the end of our show yesterday morning... H.W.'s parents made a cameo appearance here in studio. And, again, I go home with that understanding, that feeling, 
What the hell happened to you? Uh, no, they had a lot of fun. You two were both gracious. I didn't get chucked under the bus too hard, so uh, it went about as well as I could have hoped. So thank you two for letting them come on. They had a lot of fun, gave them a tour of the place. It was a good time. They were wonderful. They really were. They're good I mean, people, I, man. I mean, yeah. I, you know, it's easy for everyone to say their family is good people, but they are both genuinely good people, and I'm very lucky that they let me pursue the avenues that I pursue. Well, you could sense um, how proud they are of you, number one, and I love that. I love that stuff. I, and I love the fact that your dad is still teaching, and that is such a gift to be able to teach. I'm telling you, it's a gift that we sometimes take for granted and overlook. Uh, but teachers, I don't care what people say. I think it's the toughest job going. Yeah, and I he's think taught, it's the most thankless job going. He's taught for over 20 years. You know, he uh, he kind of had a career change once my my sister and I came into the world, and it's been great. He's loved it. So I appreciate all the kind words, Victor. But uh, we got to talk about what happened in oh, Minnesota. Do I have to talk about what happened last night? Did you happen to watch the post game show? Did you Did you guys watch the post game show? No, I was uh, disgusted. Yeah. With the conclusion and yeah. clicked it. I was over to the Avs by then, and that didn't make me feel any better. Well, here's what happened on the postgame show, just to give you an abbreviated version. There were a couple plays that Hanslick and I decided to dissect, one of which was the mystery foul call on Jimmy Butler in overtime where he went up for three and sort of pushed his body, leaned his body into Gary Harris, and drew a three-shot foul. Three foul. You've seen this before, right? Oh, yeah. The James Harden play. Yep. But we played it over and over and over again, and I'm sitting there going, I, pl somebody please tell me. Here, I tweeted it. Did you see it? I did, yeah. I, somebody please identify the foul. And, and, and if there's foul, if there's contact, I'll be the first to say there's a foul. But it was that turn of events. It was the Nuggets with three minutes to play, a three-point lead, and Nikola Jokic has the ball on the post with a point guard on his back. In hindsight, he's got to keep pushing toward the post. Yep. Don't yep. settle for the turnaround 5-8 footer. Keep going. Make him foul you. Make him foul you. Yeah, that's a that's a mismatch you have to take advantage of. So they situation. missed that shot. The ball went in and out. Right? It rims in and out. Then 15 seconds later, here comes Jimmy Buckets the other way with that mystery foul that ties the game. Now, again... It's hard to pinpoint one possession, one episode, and say that was the game. But that's the one that sticks in my craw. That's when you wake up and you're like, what the hell did I just well, see? Well, it's the second time in about a week that a superstar has gotten a whistle down the stretch and it's lost them a division road game. Because it happened in OKC with Westbrook and it happened last night with Butler. You haven't even mentioned yet when he took 19 steps mm, and somehow mm. got a jump ball well, near the very end of regulation. The reason why I'm not too uh, ticked off about that is because the refs could have easily called a foul on Will Barton there. Okay, they were no, reaching. that was a great trap and tie up, I, and he know, took 19 trapping. steps. But those ones are hard to assess because there's so much physicality there. Those are the mm, ones. A travel's you know, a travel. But but the mystery three point flop foul is the bane of the NBA. I can't stand it. Well, and we're going to get into this later in the show, sort of our year in review. Mm -hmm. You know what seems to me like has been just a recurring theme? How bad officiating is in seemingly every sport well, across here, the board. Here, let me say and How this. many times have the abs been jobbed on this offsides, yeah, not offsides? Yep. Well, I is, mean, it, is it the officiating that's bad, or is it 
the fact that we have access to microscopic replay that makes it bad. Well, I think it's I think it's both. I think yeah, in 1985 we, we don't, don't get to watch looks, HD you know? replays. Exactly right. We don't see in HD whether or not a guy sticks a hand in there. But it's just it seems like at least once a week yeah. we're in here talking about some horrific call that affected a game. Uh, you know, the last week it was the New England Pittsburgh game that just made no sense. A lot, and but like I say, a lot of them are local. A lot of them, it's hey, the Abs got jobbed again on an offsides call. Hey, the Nuggets got a bad whistle down the stretch, and I get it. I mean, Jimmy Butler's going to get a better whistle than anybody on the Nuggets roster, and deserves it. So that's just the reality. We, yeah. we may not like especially it, especially at home, especially at his place. Right? We may not like it. We may think oh, that's that's unfair, which it is. But you, everybody, everybody on the Nuggets bench knows that that's the reality too. So you just got to find a way to deal with it. But gosh. And that's why I was ticked off, though. That's why I said, like, yeah. I, I, you come all the way back, right? You don't fold up the tents. You have this great rally then at the end. It's like, man, you gotta, you gotta finish. I, 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 maybe it's just the way I'm wired. I'd rather lose by 15. Well, I'd rather just, again, pack it in. In the post game show, Hans and I decided to take a couple of those plays under the microscope and and ask aloud, what the hell were the officials thinking here? And on Twitter, this is my mistake. This is where I'm wrong. Okay, and I openly admit my strengths and weaknesses, as you guys hear every morning. I shouldn't have Twitter open during a postgame show. Yeah. I shouldn't be I shouldn't be reading tweets as I'm trying to analyze a Nuggets game. That's probably multitasking exactly. you don't have to do. So I'm going through my Twitter feed and people are, you know, I got people from Minnesota watching our postgame show saying, Man, you guys are so biased, you Denver sportscasters, blah, blah, blah. And I lost it. On the air? <laughs> On the air. That doesn't shock me. I no, lost it. I kind of like it. I lost it. I lost I turned to the camera after one of these tweets. Me and Hans are sitting right there. And I said, hey, you people from Minneapolis who live in Denver watching our broadcast, transplants, who are so mad at us being pro-Nuggets, I'll tell you what, I'll send you money for a bus ticket. Go watch the Minnesota postgame show. If you're so hell-bent on getting the Minnesota perspective, go get it. We live in Denver! Yeah, buy NBA League Pass. You can watch whatever you want, right? I am so tired. I don't want to go off on transplants because we're all transplants at some point. We're all from another part of the world at some point. I'm not going to do that this morning. No, I'm from here. But I am Born so Swedish. tired of people from other parts of this country who have allegiances with other teams in this country coming here and telling me what to do with how I cover the local teams. I tell you are a guest here. I am going to talk and I'm going to push and I'm going to pump Denver sports. I'm from Denver. I live in Denver. This is freaking Denver. So shut up. I uh, I agree with about half of what you said. I totally agree with the uh, the part of they shouldn't tell you on a Denver broadcast that you need to talk less about Denver. That makes no sense. I have no problem, though, with somebody who moves here and stays loyal to their team that oh, that's they were fine. always a fan That's of. fine. If you want to stay loyal to a team. And root for them and all go that Go watch kind of stuff. that team's broadcast. Exactly. What do you think you're going to get on Altitude Sports? I totally agree. Or on agree. AT&T Sportsnet after a Nuggets game. Or on KOA after a Broncos game. What do you think you're going to get? Yeah, it, it's, a, it's a ridiculous thing for out-of-town fans or transplant fans to get upset about, I don't really think they're upset. I think they're trolling you. That's probably what right. they're doing. Yeah, you're probably right. 
By the way, Jimmy Butler has averaged 15.6 points in his career, and you guys always like to talk about how Kirk Cousins hasn't won anything. Jimmy Butler hasn't won squat either. Yeah, so he's Russell, a player. But, okay, Russell Westbrook getting calls, that's an MVP getting calls. Sure. Jimmy Butler, 15.6 points per game, and, again, has a team with Jimmy Butler on it ever made any sort of playoff noise? No. So I'm sick of the, well, he's Jimmy Butler, so he's going to get calls. Screw Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler doesn't deserve calls. Nikola Jokic is better than Jimmy Butler. I, I agree with you. Jimmy Butler, if he did put up the career numbers he's, he has and had the same success or lack thereof playing in Milwaukee, mm-hmm. would not get the call. He played in Chicago. So his... Stardom or his status is inflated beyond what it should be. I don't disagree with you, but he's going to get that whistle because Jimmy Butler's a known commodity. He just is. He maybe shouldn't be to the level he is, but in today's NBA, that's how it rolls. All right. On the show today, uh, and I missed the Avs game clearly because I was doing post, but they gagged, right? That's what made it worse last night was Saturday, and this will be my hot take. Saturday was such a high, and last night, was such a low, but that's how sports work. They're a roller coaster. If the Colorado Avalanche somehow make a run and miss the playoffs by four points, they will look to the Buffalo game at home and the Arizona game at home. Two very winnable games they somehow could not finish. Kyle Keep will join us later in the program. What time is Kyle going to? No, Kyle up? said he was too sick to join us. Oh, that's right. Mark uh, Mosier will join us. Mosier, what time is Mosier? Uh, 9.30. Who else do we have on today? Uh, we'll talk to the sports psychologist Travis Heath at 8. And trust me, you're going to want to be with us at 8.15 and 8.30 as we relive 2017. In so Denver like a sports. recap of the year? Yes. E- e- the annual recap? What, what are we calling this? So a look back at 2007. We have to have something snappy. If you want to lay the whole show out, too, we're giving away Nuggets Sixers <laughs> ticks at 9. We are? Yeah. How? Power five question of the day. Oh, we're not five. We're gonna span the globe. At nine fifteen, we we'll do our sugar fix so that Marty doesn't get three segments in a row. Got to watch that ego. Yeah, you're right, Marty. Look at he's carrying himself a little differently this morning. Yeah, isn't he? He knows he's got a big hosting segment coming up. Piping hot takes next on the Vic Lombardi show. All right, Renters, it's James Merrillat from my friends at American Financing, and as 2018 approaches, it's time to stop throwing money away on rent every month. Yeah, you know this, but where do you start? How about this? Start looking into down payment assistance and first-time homebuyer programs that are going to get you into your own home for as low as $1,000 down. That way, you're building equity for yourself. It's easy. At American Financing, they have salary-based mortgage consultants who are going to talk you through the best options. They'll get you a pre-approval letter fast so you know how much home you'll qualify for, And they can even hook you up with a realtor if you need one. You don't have to worry about crazy fees or feeling pressured. These are the good guys. They have over a 1,000 Google reviews, plus they have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. So pick up the phone and give them a call, 303-695-7000, or check them out online at AmericanFinancing.com. Become a homeowner today with the official mortgage company of Altitude 950. NMLS 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. It's never too late to set another goal or to dream a new dream. If you want to complete your bachelor's, gain a master's or certificate, or just take a few courses, UNC Extended Campus has programs designed for the working adult. They offer online degree completion programs, degrees, certificates, and licensures. Take courses online or on campus in Denver, Colorado Springs, Loveland, and Greeley. Set another goal and make a new dream come true with the University of Northern Colorado Extended Campus. Learn more at extended.unco.com. 
Tune in tomorrow on Altitude as your Colorado Avalanche look to defend home ice against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Watch on Altitude tomorrow starting at 6 p.m. with puck drop at 7 p.m. Altitude brings you all the best hockey action from the ice to the locker room all season long. For more behind-the-scenes exclusives and game previews, follow Altitude on Twitter and like us on Facebook. Altitude Sports, your TV home of the Colorado Avalanche. Attention, the biggest automotive sales event of the year is here. The 34th Annual MedVed Inventory Equalization Sale. Our accountants have advised us to position our dealerships for 2018. It's imperative that MedVed Chevrolet's inventories be equalized, and that means thousands in savings on acres of vehicles. This is the moment you've been waiting for. 0% financing up to 60 months for those who qualify, or no payments till spring 2018. MedVed Chevrolet will sacrifice thousands of dollars off MSRP to save you money. Save on Tahoe's, Equinox, Cruise, Malibu, and Sonic. This is the time to buy. Act now. Selection is huge, but expected to diminish rapidly. The 34th Annual MedVed Inventory Equalization Sale. Sale ends January 3rd, 2018. No extensions. MedVed Chevrolet. On the I-25 corridor, depart the 181 Rep Castle Rock. At on I-70 in Wheat Ridge. Exit Kipling. Exit War. But exit the giant MedVed Autoplex. Chevy. Find new roads. G5767 MSRP 19,400 plus tax title and fees includes 599 DNH with approved credit. Subject to prior sale. See MedVed for details. Expires 1318. At Morningstar Senior Living at Ridgegate, simple little things make all the difference. For we know that in the details, senior living becomes senior loving. Our beautiful new community in Lone Tree celebrates senior living in the modern age. We offer suites for independent and assisted living and for memory care. Morningstar, casting a new light in Lone Tree. Call 720-545-1645. 720-545-1645. This may not be easy for you to hear, but you might need a hearing device. Do you have trouble hearing in crowds? Has someone told you you have the game on too loud? It could be you're having some hearing loss, and a modern, barely visible hearing device might be the solution. We're not talking a clunky old thing like grandpa's. Visit echohearingcenter.com. Schedule a free hearing test. Then Echo Hearing Center can help you determine if a hearing device is right for you. Listen, if you think you might be having a hearing problem, why not check it out? Visit echohearingcenter.com. The Altitude 950 traffic update. An extremely quiet drive so far this morning. One incident down to the south. It's on northbound I-25. An accident north of Toma Road does not look like it's a huge impact on the drive. Traffic is brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. In fact, you're looking at good drive times. If you're heading around the metro area highway system, no problems headed out to the airport. One in 16 years faces the threat of hunger and millions more live in isolation. Volunteer for Meals on Wheels by donating your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. You know, our execution was poor, especially for the first two periods. So you combine those three things and it turns out you get 13 shots on goal and it's not enough. I thought they played hard. They had a good game. You got to give them some credit, but. Um, we got to be a lot better than that in the first two periods if we want to win hockey games. Not the response that the Avs had in mind after that uh, brawl fest in the desert. They come back home last night and lose to that very same Coyotes team 3-1 on home ice. You, you can't lose on home ice to the worst team in the Western Conference. You just, you just can't. And you heard Coach Bednar talk about the, the lack of shots on goal. You said to Coach yesterday, you guys have scored a lot of goals yeah. this year. That's why you've been good, so... 
I get it. They had three days off, but uh, they came out flat last night, and it was tough. Nothing you can do but move forward. You still got 80 or ni- next nine at home, so can't let this be too big of a setback. That's called the post-Christmas blues. Let's heat things up a little bit, please. Piping hot takes. Because I spit hot fire. Altitude 950, Denver's all sports station, and the Vic Lombardi Show present Piping Hot Takes. Brought to you by Porter at Venice Hospital. Top 5% in the nation for robotic prostate surgery. It's Vic's Hot Take. Appreciate all you people watching on Periscope this morning from parts unknown around the world. Altitude 950 or at Vic Lombardi Periscope Television. What do they call it? Periscope television broadcast? It's not television. Just digital video. I just call it Periscope. Yeah. Whatever it is. Thank you for watching. Um, I'm going to start with this, and I hinted a bit during the break why I'm in such a foul mood this morning. And I'm mad at myself. I'm angry at myself this morning. Guys, I'm in that danger zone. I really am. I'm in that danger zone where living and dying... With every game, every possession, every referee's whistle, I'm becoming way too sensitive to the outcome of games, especially these Nuggets games, where, of course, I work hand-in-hand. You know, I'm sort of in-depth with the Nuggets coverage. But this is my biggest fear, is that I live and die by these things, and I shouldn't. I, I, I don't have that macro vantage point anymore. I've lost it. I don't have that ability to look long-term. Everything is by the moment, and I hate that. I hate living that way. I'm getting irrationally angry over things. You just heard my comments in the first segment. I have irrational hatred toward respected athletes like Dodge Gibson flopping all over the place, flopping like a fish at 250 pounds. Jimmy Butler talking noise after making shots. Why would I hate these guys? They're great athletes. They're good people, as far as I know. But here I am. I'm at this point, and I don't like it. You know what else I don't like? That fake foul via the three-point shot that results in three foul shots every single time. That play in the NBA, and I know they've tried to fix it. I know they've tried to do some things to alter it. That has become, listen to me on this one, tell me if you agree, that has become the equivalent of the NFL's what is a catch rule. I don't know how to call it. I hate it so much. It's so subjective, so arbitrary, so so human. And you know how much I hate humans. The NFL catch and the NBA three-point flop are in the same boat, in my opinion. Love the NBA. Love it and hate it at the same time because too many of these games are decided by these arbitrary calls. And it happened to the Nuggets last night. Becoming dangerously close to pro wrestling. Got to keep reminding myself, though, guys, and remind yourself: the Nuggets are above 500. They will be above 500 when the year ends later this week, and they've got there without Paul Millsap. Next hot take: It's HW's hot take. Saturday night, I uh, sat on my couch and decided I'm going to do nothing because I'm going to have fun on Sunday and Monday. Oh, there's a shocker! Not going to go out. Not going to socialize. I'm going to watch sports. Watch the Nuggets expecting a loss in Golden State. They win. They shock the world. I'm elated. Meanwhile, I'm flipping over to the Avs, and EJ is kicking the crap out of Ronaldo, and the Avs are scoring four goals 
in four minutes, and I'm flat out giddy. And I come in here on Tuesday and tell you guys how giddy I was, and I hope everyone listening was giddy. Last night, sitting on the same couch, doing the same thing, much different result. The Nuggets take the lead multiple times in overtime after Will Barton went to the basket at the end of regulation, got fouled, made both free throws. We heard Michael Malone preach about Will going to the basket after he didn't in Indiana. Good for Coach Malone. Good for Will Barton. Glad that was changed and will hopefully be changed the rest of the way. Trey Lyles gets back-to-back dunks, but then the refs and Jimmy Butler both take over. I'll give them both credit. The refs took over for Jimmy Butler, and Jimmy Butler took over himself. But it was a combo of the refs and Jimmy Butler. Nuggets lose. I'm not mad that they lost the second night of a back-to-back. It would have been gravy, much like Golden State. But the rip-your-heart-out type fashion hurt. Manchester made a good point. Rather they lose by 15 than lose the way they did last night. They came back from 19. I know, I know. And 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 that showed me so much, Vic. But if I'm just being frank, if they lose by 30 last night, I come in this morning, I'm in a fine mood. I'm in a fine uh, you know, mood. It's one of those those scheduled games, right? Exactly. Scheduled but to losses. come back and then see those two Lyles dunks in overtime and, and not win was tough. I'm not blaming the Nuggets. I'm blaming the officials, and I'm blaming the fact that Jimmy Butler got hot. And then I'm like, all right, I'll flip over the abs and they'll they'll save my sanity, right? They'll beat Arizona. They'll they'll tie this sucker up at two, maybe win it in overtime or a shootout. And Arizona makes it three one, and the Avs just can't mount anything, and they lose three one. I was the one who drove the Avs to the playoff bandwagon while also saying I don't care if it doesn't happen this year because they're a year ahead of schedule, but they're still fine. They still have eight of the next nine at home, but the Nuggets lost we can live with. There ain't much sugarcoating what the Avs did last night. That really hurt. Next hot take. It's Manchester's hot take. Apparently this is the week to be upset about what's on the front page of the Denver Post sports section. Vic, you were upset earlier in the week. Michael Malone was upset Mm -hmm. uh, after his team's win the other night. I'm upset today about the story that's at the bottom of the front page. The the big to-do about C.J. Anderson. He might hit 1,000 yards if he gets 54 yards rushing. On Sunday against the Chiefs, as if that's some sort of big, major accomplishment. There's also an interesting graph, which I think kind of shows how meaningless this whole thing is. Guess how many games over 100 yards C.J. Anderson has this year? Let's see. I'm looking at the graph. Two. How many games does he have under 20 yards? Three. (laughs) Exactly. When you've had a game for 12 yards, for 13 yards, and for 17 yards, I don't think we should be trumpeting this milestone as though it's some big accomplishment. He's averaging 63 yards a game. The running attack has been terrible. He's got three touchdowns on the season. I get it. It's been a bad Broncos season, and they're trying to find something that's positive and something to hang their hat on as it comes to a close. But look, there are three positions where the Broncos just need to clean house. Quarterback, tight end, and running back. And as I've said on multiple things throughout the year, I get concerned when these type of stories happen because I'm afraid they're going to talk themselves into sticking with the current status quo for next year. C.J. Anderson isn't the answer in the backfield. He has absolutely no juice. He has absolutely no big playability. And I don't care if he cracks the 1,000-yard mark on Sunday. He hasn't had a very good season. He's had as disappointing a season as the rest of the Broncos, and this is just a bunch of spin. Um, I think the bigger story in the backfield isn't whether or not you deem C.J. Anderson worthy. We may differ there. But have you seen some of the Broncos' responses to the Jamal Charles quandary? 
I find that interesting. Jamal Charles clearly not playing. Yep. And you asked the question yesterday, are the Broncos treating him right? What do his teammates think? Wait till you hear this. I, I find that extremely interesting. Especially one teammate who's been here the longest. The longest tenured teammate. His thoughts on Jamal Charles. You got the Vic Lombardi Show coming up later. Moj on the Nuggets. Travis Heath will make me feel whole again. Because my head is pounding. I'm an angry man. Of course, I'm an angry man every morning. What's the difference? We'll read some text as well. Our Power 5 question of the day for a chance to win Nuggets. Sixers tickets. Joel Embiid, he's on my list. Mm. You have your list? Oh, I got a list. Embiid's on my list. You know who else is on my list? Todd Gibson's on my list. You know who's coming dangerously close to earning a spot on the list? Who? Paxton Lynch. Some of the uh, hypocrisy that emanated from Dove Valley yesterday is astounding. It's astounding here at the final week of the regular season. It's astounding to hear different viewpoints coming from the same place. We'll get into that. You got the Vic Lombardi Show, Altitude 950. Hot Takes has been brought to you by Porter at Venice Hospital. Top 5% in the nation for robotic prostate surgery. Small, uncomfortable, not practical. At Shop Mini, they've heard it all. It's time to think differently about Mini. The 2017 Countryman has more interior space than the Audi Q3 and the Mercedes-Benz GLA 250. Plus, it's a lot more fun to drive with legendary go-kart handling and fit and finish within that'll make everyone lucky enough to drive with you envious. Take advantage of an exceptional offer. 0% APR for 72 months on a wide selection of 2017 Mini Countryman. Shop Mini. One price, one person, one hour. What's at Lamar's Donuts that you won't find at any ordinary donut shop? How about gourmet indulgences of the highest quality? Lamar's Donuts are always made by hand daily and with only the best ingredients. That was Ray's way. Come enjoy our delicious donuts at one of our nine conveniently located Colorado Lamar's. And also visit us online at Lamar's.com. That's Lamar's.com, where we have simply a better donut. Berg Simpson is a law firm with a national reputation and proven results. Berg Simpson, your fighters for justice when the game is on the line. Go to BergSimpson.com. That's B-U-R-G Simpson.com. Good lawyers changing lives. This is Steve Berg of the Berg Simpson Law Firm. If you've been injured, don't leave the important choice of legal representation to just anyone. We have proven results, and you can check for yourself at BergSimpson.com. That's BergSimpson.com. Berg Simpson, good lawyers changing lives. Save hundreds on your next Yukon, Buick Encore, Sierra 1500, or Acadia at Sus Buick GMC. At Sus, there are no dealer fees, ever. The price you see is the price you pay, plus tax. Sus saves you hundreds on their vast selection of over 500 new and used cars and trucks. So when you're looking at the sleek and powerful new GMC Terrain on Sus.net, you can focus on how you'll spend the hundreds you saved. Sus Buick GMC, where they treat you like family. Family owned for over 35 years at 1301 South Havana in Aurora. The skills you can develop as a soldier in the Army National Guard can give you an edge in the high-tech job market of tomorrow. The Guard offers career training to take advantage of your skills in science, technology, engineering, and math that can help give you a leg up to a high-paying and rewarding STEM profession. Gain practical experience with emerging technology and equipment not found in the civilian world. 
The Army National Guard can get you started in an array of STEM-related career fields such as information technology, communication systems, special forces engineers, technical engineering, air traffic control, and chemical, biological, radiological, and nuclear science. Get a head start on your career in an exciting new field while earning money to pay for college, all while serving in your own community. Log on to NationalGuard.com or talk to a recruiter in your area to learn about all of the STEM career opportunities available to you in the Army National Guard. Sponsored by the Colorado Army National Guard. Aired by the Colorado Broadcasters Association at this station. Safeway is currently hiring drivers to work in our transportation department located on 570 in Colorado. You will ensure that deliveries are made on time with precision routes and timely scheduling. You will be able to go home at the end of every shift. And the starting rate for the driver's position is $22.49 an hour with a potential bonus of up to $5,000. You must have documented work experience in the transportation trucking industry to be considered for this position. You must have a Class A CDL, at least three years or equivalent to 300,000 miles of all-season or mountain driving experience with tractor-trailer equipment. Refrigeration experience preferred. Must be 21 years old to apply. This is a great opportunity to work with a stable company you can retire with. Safeway treats their employees outstanding, offering an excellent compensation and benefit package starting out at $22.49 per hour with a potential bonus of up to $5,000. To apply for the driver's position, log on to SafewayDenverDC.com. That's SafewayDenverDC.com. Safeway is a drug-free workplace. The Altitude 950 Traffic Update. A good drive so far this morning. Traffic is brought to you by the T.J. Martell Foundation. A minor accident blocking the center lane northbound I-25 approaching 84th Avenue. Northbound I-25 north of Tomorrow. There's a crash there. Some immediate slowdowns. Join the T.J. Martell Foundation in the fight against leukemia, cancer, and AIDS. Your support helps facilitate cutting-edge research that will lead to more effective treatments and save more lives. Visit tjmartell.org to learn more. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. The Altitude 950 hotline is now open. Call 303-753-0950 to join the show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously, I'm very excited for the opportunity, just like I said. Uh, you know, anytime I get a chance to come out here and work with these guys and play with these guys, it feels good. So, you know, I've wanted to play with them all season, but uh, just had a couple nagging injuries that have kept me out of it. But uh, like I said, I'm excited for this opportunity. I'm going to go make the most of it. So that's Paxton Lynch basically telling all of us, if not for nagging injuries, he'd have been the starter for most of the season. But those nagging injuries kept him sidelined, and now here we are. Last game of the year, a one-game audition. Is that how you guys see this? Or his, is Paxton Lynch's fate sealed? Will the results of Sunday's game determine his future as a Bronco either way? That's my question to you. I think his, um, I think his fate is sealed from the standpoint of they're not going to go into next year thinking, Paxton's our guy. They're going to bring in someone else. Now, who that is and what caliber of quarterback that is, uh, that remains to be seen. I mean, it kind of depends on who's who ends up on the market and who finds Denver to be an attractive place to land and all those kind of things. I do think Paxton will be here because he's got a cap number that makes it difficult for him not to be here next year. Um, I, I just, the whole nagging injuries thing... Yeah. I mean, he, that's true. He missed forever with the shoulder injury that he, that he suffered in what, the third preseason game? What does that, that was, mean? What does it mean when we are at this point where we are doubting a man's veracity? But he didn't even get on the practice field for 10 or 11 weeks. When we were told it was a two to four week injury. And so, it, and, and it begs the question of like, well, who made that decision? 
right? Is that the training staff? Is that the coaching staff? Is that the player saying I'm not ready to go out there? Like mm-hmm. to not even be able to practice does kind of make me believe that it, it, it actually is an injury. Like if if you were on the at least able to go out there, give it a go, and you weren't ready to you know be in uniform on Sunday and play yeah. against you know live action. Okay, but if you're not even on the practice field, don't we have to say this is probably a legit injury? Let me ask you a serious question. In in the line of work that we partake in, in the in the work we do, would lack of sleep be considered an injury? Because I slept like three hours last night. Uh, you might be like a little loopy, but I don't think anyone feels real sorry but, for I you mean, coming and talking about sports on the well, radio. I, well, I'm just curious though, because you have to be quick. You have to make sure you have your wits about you. As, as a quarterback, you have to have your legs. You have to be. You know what I'm saying? And what? When is an injury not an injury? Am I injured? Well, it, it, it becomes a can you play through it, right? Like if you were in here and you were so sleep deprived that you couldn't hold a thought, that you couldn't finish sentence. Well, someone sentence, say I don't do that any anytime. So then you're too injured to play. If you're just a little tired and during breaks, saw the people on Periscope see you with your head down as you take mm-hmm. a three minute snooze and then you're back at it. The red light goes on and you're good to go, then you're not injured. Well, Paxton answers the question himself, basically. In a roundabout way, I ask, is this an audition for him for next season? Cut number 10 here, Jesse. Paxton Lynch on getting the opportunity to prove he can be the starter next season. Stand by real fast on this. It was so good that, you know, we we had to archive it. Paxton Lynch, number 10. Yes, I mean, every opportunity that you get... Uh, whatever position it is, you got to go out there and prove yourself and show that you can, you know, they can count on you and they can trust you. So uh, that's how I've approached every start I've got and every opportunity to play. So uh, just because, you know, we're not going to make the playoffs or it's the last game of the season, it's not going to change my mindset. So he still thinks clearly there's value in this game. Uh, he's delusional then because I, I Manchester said it. His fate is sealed. Uh, he, I, I think if they could trade him for a sixth-round pick, they would do it. A seventh-round yes. pick, they would do it. I agree. If they could dump the number and get even just a little tiny bit of value, they would do it. But I don't know that they're going to be able to dump the number. I don't think that some other team's going to want to take that on and have that on their books, have a first-round quarterback number on their books for a guy that nobody knows if he can play. Right, but that that element of mystery, right? Like Paul Cleese come on these airwaves a few times and said that about – you don't want Paxton to play because it will hurt his trade value because right now he has a tiny bit of trade value because there is an element of mystery of, ooh, maybe he was mistreated in Denver. Maybe we take a flyer sure. on this kid. Uh-huh. Uh, Vance Joseph seems to believe that Paxton Lynch has been engaged all year, that what we're saying means nothing. Vance Joseph, cut number six, Jesse, on um, on Paxton, what he's been through, and what he thinks of Paxton's perseverance. You know, Paxton's been really engaged since I've been here with him. You know, I've been I've been proud of Paxton. You know, how he's handled a whole year. Um, you know, his 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 one two to play and prove that he can play. All right. So, what what does he mean by that? I would like to see him hooked up to a polygraph when he answered that question. That well, seems totally contrary to what we inferred happened just last week. Yeah. Right. His oh, I, I've been impressed with his wanting to play. You're ninety percent. And like I said yesterday, how many guys played in that game that weren't even close to 90%? Probably most of them. Was Kirk Cousins 90%? Hell, was Brock Osweiler 90%? I, I, was was Garrett Bowles? Was Matt Paradis? Isn't Brandon Marshall playing with a torn rotator cuff or I mean, whatever? Yeah. You know, to to say you're you're impressed with his want to to his his desire to get on the field. 
That doesn't add up to what has actually happened. Well, wait until you guys hear at 8.30 Marty O's Vance Joseph mashup. I listened to it yesterday. This will blow your mind how much this guy has just contradicted himself this year. It's unbelievable. Marty did a great job on it, and it's fitting that he, he ends with that because if that's his second-to-last press conference he ever gives as head coach of the Denver Broncos, it'll be fitting because this guy hasn't made sense all year long. So this is long. Our, our year in review? Yes. Okay. And the, it's it's just... And I get it. He was put in a tough position, but it just—I can't take anything you say seriously when you when you tell me something different every single time you get a microphone in front of you. All right, now listen to this topic number two regarding the Broncos. Jamal Charles will not play. Jamal Charles did not play last week. Jamal Charles basically was was given the uh, opportunity to make an impact on this team when the Broncos signed him in the off season. He got a few plays here and there, but really didn't amount to much. So. Manchester seems to believe what about the Broncos? That they're doing him a disservice, not giving him those carries to fulfill yes. that bonus money? Yes. I mean, if he's healthy and he wants to play, to shut him down for what? For what? So they can play a guy, a rookie, that they give one carry? Or for... release him and let him go sign with a Super Bowl contender. Right. I mean, I, I don't I don't understand how that's not doing him a disservice. If he's healthy and he wants to yeah. play and you're not playing him, what's the reason why? You're still playing CJ. Yeah. Well, Jamal Charles told uh, Nikki Javala, the post, that the Broncos, if not, if they don't play him, they should essentially release him. He, he has asked for his release, right? I mean, what else are you going to say? When, when you go public with it and you tell a newspaper reporter, if they don't play me, release me. Which is a fair request on his part. More on that subject from Ryan Konensberg, who was in that Bronco locker room, talking to some of Jamal Charles' teammates, and these words strike me. These words come from Demarius Thomas, the longest-tenured Denver Bronco regarding Jamal Charles. Quote, I can totally understand it, man, especially coming off the injuries he's had and just hearing all the naysayers to base his season off a play. Remember that Kansas City game? He fumbled and didn't play anymore, and now he's back. I think he can play. I think he should be frustrated. Every time he got in before that fumble in Kansas City, he made stuff happen. So here's a guy basically in Demarius Thomas defending Jamal Charles. And what's the allegiance there, right? What's the real allegiance? Jamal Charles may not be here, but he's going out of his way to defend Jamal Charles. Yeah. It's frustration, goes on Demarius Thomas. When you get to that 30-year-old mark, your time's about up. He had to say that because he wanted to let everybody know he can still play. He's going to have that film. And it's all about the film frame. He's frustrated because he knows he can go out and play. Arguably a future Hall of Famer. And he can still make a team. So here's Demarius Thomas on his own, unsolicited, promoting the fact that the Broncos should release Jamal Charles and let him go join another team. That's my favorite thing Demarius Thomas has done in years. I mean, that's... The spot-on perspective for Demarius Thomas, a guy who has been in that locker room for a long time, standing up for a veteran who, like he said, is a possible Hall of Famer that the Broncos are doing wrong right well, now. Well, and it just doesn't this just speak to the dysfunction of this team once again? Mm-hmm. I mean, Demarius Thomas, and, and we've said it on this show, when Jamal Charles has played and it's been limited, he's actually shown some explosiveness. He's, he's popped made a little some bit. Plays. Yeah, there at least once a game when he's in there. And granted, I am a, I'm a. To say I'm anti-CJ seems harsh, but let's just, for simplicity, let's just say I'm not not a a huge huge CJ fan. Yeah, At least once a game when Jamal Charles would play, I would say to whoever I was watching the game with, CJ doesn't get through that hole. 
CJ gets two on that play and, and Jamal got seven or eight. The players see it. They watch the film. They're on the field. They know he can play and he's getting shut down or he's getting limited. And at the beginning of the year, it was, well, he's coming back from the knee injury and they, they, they don't want to rush him and all that kind of stuff. That statement, I, I, I take issue with that because you say the players see it. That's to assume then that the coaches don't see it. They got the same film. No, I think they see it, but the dysfunction is why isn't he in there? That's dysfunction. I, I, I truly believe the coaches see it. But they're not playing him for a reason. And what is that reason? It screams of dysfunction. Man. And it also screams of money. You know what? None of this yes. stuff. In a season that's gone south so quickly, we're, we're, we're wondering whether a guy should get more carry. I, I don't care. And, and maybe that's selfish of me. Maybe that's, I don't care if Jamal Charles gets carries in a season that has been wrecked. You know why you I should care? You know why you should care? Can I tell you why you should care? Tell me. Because Manchester was the one who was on to this before anyone else, and now, like Mike Freeman has written it, mm-hmm. that the Broncos and John Elway are getting a bad reputation. So you Do you think, think, let me finish, do you think that reputation is improving with this handling of the Jamal Charles situation? Because my gut would be no. You know how far a reputation in the National Football League goes? How far? Whatever paycheck comes your way. That's where it does. What if the I mean, paychecks are equal? Man, let me what, tell you what, if, brother. what if Team A is offering you X and Team B is offering you X, but you heard bad things about Team B? such crap. These dudes, their first motivation is money. Their second motivation is money. Their third motivation is money. And their fourth motivation is chasing the championship. Right, and that was my point. If the money's equal, they're going to pick the team with the better reputation. Do you hear Akeem Tlaib on the show every week? I mean, the guy's going after stats this week. He knows he's setting himself up. These guys are all doing the same thing. It is what it is. It's human nature. Season's over. Jamal Charles is well known in NFL circles, and the Broncos are mistreating Jamal Charles right now. That's right. not good for that organization. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure people. Manchester, gonna... you got my back on this. I'm totally with you. I, yeah. I, I've been, I've been. You don't like to hear it, Vic, but I've been writing it for two years. That's fine. They're getting a bad reputation. They, they might. treat person after person poorly. They treated Peyton Manning poorly on his way out the door. Peyton Manning. Okay, now you add Jamal Charles to that list. He's not Peyton Manning status, but he's one of the. I don't know. He might be a Hall of Famer. Maybe he's borderline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's he's he, he's one of the best players of the past fifteen years. Here's, and you're treating him like this at the end. Here's what Danny on the text line says, and he agrees with you. Jamal Charles has earned the opportunity to play or choose where he plays. Give him the proper respect. My answer to that would be this: Jamal Charles chose to play for the Broncos because the Broncos gave him one of the few deals available. When he was a free agent. If he really wanted to play somewhere else, he could have gone to another team where the running back opportunity was bountiful. Not here, where they had running backs galore at the time. So he came here because the Broncos gave him money. Broncos gave him the cash to come here. Kansas City didn't want to give him anything. So who's not showing him respect? Kansas City or Denver? Denver gave him money. I don't see other teams lined up giving him money. You got the Vic Lombardi Show. friends and family come to visit, do what I do and take the short drive up the hill to Central City. It's only 30 minutes from the west side of town via I-70 and the Central City Casino Parkway. Central City offers everything your fun-seeking group desires. Hotels, dining, bars open 24-7, a craft brewery, and live casino action day or night. Central City isn't the big box, corporate-owned casino experience. It's Colorado-owned and operated, rich in history. Bring your friends and family, cruise I-70 to the parkway, and take the four lanes to fun.
Deep Eddie Vodka is an award-winning small-batch American-made vodka handcrafted in Austin, Texas. Distilled ten times, gently charcoal-filtered six times, ensuring a clean, subtle, smooth flavor. Deep Eddie Vodka also has six delicious flavored vodkas created with all-natural ingredients. These infusions include ruby red grapefruit, sweet tea, peach, cranberry, lemon, and newest release orange. Deep Eddie Vodka is 100% gluten-free. It always reminds you to please stay drink responsibly. Buying or selling a home doesn't have to be stressful. Now there's a one-stop shop where they treat you right. Metro 21 Real Estate Group is taking the pain out of buying or selling a home. Lucas Akers and his team of agents are all over the Denver area, and they can help you save money. Why pay a 6% commission fee? With Metro 21 Real Estate Group, the total commission rate is as low as 3.99%. Call 303-430-HOME to find out how they can help you. Or check them out online at Metro21Homes.com to see the value of your home and to see what Lucas and his team can do for you. Whether you're looking for a home or selling yours, give them a call. It's Metro 21 Real Estate Group, 303-430-HOME. That's 303-430-HOME. Metro 21 Real Estate Group. And tell them you heard about what they have to offer on the radio. Time to get geared up for Stock Show. And you want your gear from Colorado Saddlery. They've been building gear for cowboys since 1945. They're the largest tack shop in the West with a 12,000-foot showroom now open in Golden. You'll find spurs, bits, concealed carry coats, professional-grade saddles, and more. During the Stock Show Super Saddle Sale, get a free wool saddle pad with every saddle purchase. Time to get geared up for Stock Show at Colorado Saddlery, one block west of I-70 in Colfax on Moss Street in Golden. Sam's number three. We've been coming for about 12, 13 years now. It's like home. All our all our waitresses are just like family, you know. Monster cinnamon roll thing looked fantastic. I think green chili goes with everything. We did eat. We, we ate a lot. Colorado thing. Service is awesome. They treat you well here. Tacos, the burritos, and then the Greek. I think there are certain rules that you have to eat green chili while watching football. So Sam's number three in Aurora off of Anna Parker in Glendale off Cherry and Leesdale in downtown off 15th and Curtis. Altitude 950 traffic update. Really couldn't ask for a better drive at this point. Traffic is brought to you by the Foundation for a Better Life. No major incidents or accidents that I'm hearing causing slowing. You have light volume and really decent speeds around the metro area highway system. Winston Churchill's words stirred his country in the face of defeat. Today they inspire us to reach for our own victories. Commitment. Pass it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Nuggets tie it up or get the lead with the three-pointer. Barton has it. Crossover move, beat Jones. Gets the paint. Little floater. Got it. Tie ball game at 90. Denver's erased a 19-point deficit. Timeout, Thibodeau. Man, that comeback was fierce. Game was virtually over. It looked to be over late in the third quarter when the T-Wolves are scoring it at will. And then all of a sudden, I go back to this because coaches are right. That's why they're coaches, I guess. All starts with defense. And the Nuggets pushed toward the perimeter, started hedging the pick and rolls, started taking chances on defense, and they changed the whole tone of the game. Their defense, though, we, we had talked about it, about how good it had been in the last Not three in the games. first half. Oh, my Ooh. God. They gave up more points almost in the first quarter than they, they did. did the first half against Utah. They did. In the first half against Utah, they allowed 34. 
in the first quarter last night in Minnesota, they allowed 35. There you go. I, I, so what was what was the difference? Is that a it's the back to back? Yes. Because they had I a back to back. The lack of energy. Just I think getting into the game early and perhaps I don't know if this is a psychological question or a physical question. But I think it's harder mentally on a, on a back-to-back to get into it early than it is late. Once you get your legs going, right, and you get that second wind, mm-hmm. you saw that second wind take effect for the Nuggets last night. Defensively, in the third quarter, they allowed 17 points, half what they allowed in the first quarter. So they were going, and that's what got them back in the game. And this is going to sound a little field day, but Manchester, you and I were courtside. The Jazz couldn't hit the side of a barn. They couldn't. And Minnesota last night did come out on fire. While the Nuggets defense wasn't as good as it should have been, I mean, there was a stretch where even Marlowe and Hastings were like, are you kidding me right now? Mm-hmm. Like, they're just throwing it. Wiggins just throwing it up. It's going in. Butler's just throwing it up. It's going in. So that's a little field day. But we do have to acknowledge the Jazz couldn't make squat, and the Timberwolves made everything. Yeah, the warning, reality. Warning. Field day. The reality is, uh, of what's really going on with this team is probably somewhere in the middle. Right, like they weren't as good defensively as the no. points on the scoreboard looked against hey, Utah. Let me tell you how historic those three wins were. Talk about defense. Those three wins: Portland, Golden State, Utah. First time in the history of Denver Nuggets basketball, they've scored over a hundred, won by more than fifteen, and given up eighty-five or less. Ever three straight in games, a three game given stretch. up eighty-five or less. Wow. Ever three, ga- three in games in a row. Years? Three games in a row. Yeah, I mean that's a lot of things you got to qualify for. Sure. But you they got- qualified for all three yeah. in three I mean, straight games. I had to do that research. Uh, Dan Hyatt, who does it for us oh at uh, every every Nuggets game, he comes up with the best stats. I'm looking at it, going, "Wow, that, that, is- that was an historic run." So we talked about this yesterday. Before I deem the Nuggets a defensive team, or I got to see it for more than a week or two. Okay, I got I got to see a month. Yeah, I got to see a month of this. Second half, their defense was phenomenal last night. First half, it was horrid. But I got another field day outlook for you. Warning, warning, field day. We have to keep reminding ourselves that the Denver Nuggets are 19 and 16. The Denver Nuggets are going to be above 500 at the end of this year, 2017. And the Denver Nuggets are doing all this without their best defensive player. I mean, they almost won in Minneapolis last night. They got all their guys. They only got Paul Millsap. I, I I always forget this, right? It's like, oh, God, they blew it. They don't have Millsap on the team right now. You hope he's back in February. Don't know. Two other things that emerged, and once again, not to go all field day. Warning, warning, field day. Jamal Murray's becoming a dog. When I say dog, I mean he's getting it now. Mm-hmm. He understands the game. Yeah. He's getting it. Both he and Gary Harris are blossoming before our eyes. You see in in, in these uh, late-game situations, too, he's not afraid of the moment. He will take the ball to the hole. He will make big shots. Jamal Murray is growing up before our very eyes. Number three, when we talk field day. Warning, warning, field day. If not for the injury to Paul Millsap, Trey Lyles doesn't happen. Hmm. Think about it that way. I would agree with you. Trey Lyles. And I've said this again and again. He's a revelation for this team. He is now a rotational player. He's not going anywhere. He is going to be part of this rotation for the rest of the He has put Kenneth Fareed on the bench. He has moved in to the the top eight. He's making clutch shots. He made huge shots in overtime last night. If not for the injury to Paul Millsap, we don't have Trey Lyles. All right, so I want to ask you two, because you two are, are smart on this. 
if they're fully healthy come March, and I know that's a big if, how many guys play and who plays? Because they got some tough decisions to make. That's a tough call because, remember, Emmanuel Moutier was part of the rotation. Then he got hurt, and he hasn't been since. I think two games now where he hasn't done anything. They're probably playing nine guys. All right, right, let's go. Let's go through this because I want to hear this. So it's it's Harris. It's your starting it's Murray. It's your starting five. Jokic. It's Millsap. Millsap will start ahead of Plumley. Um, who's your fifth starter? Wilson, Wilson Chandler. Chandler. Wilson Chandler. So then Plumley's coming off the bench, yes, right? He's going to keep playing. Trey Lyles is going to play. I think Tory Craig is probably your ninth guy, and Will Barton. That's your that's your rotation. Did you miss anyone there? I don't think you did. I mean, Moutier's having a hard time getting off the bench. For Reed's having a hard time getting off the bench. Everybody else is sort of a spot player at this point. Mm-hmm. Spot duty when they do. Do you think him. Michael Malone wants to play nine though, or would he have to make what? another tough decision there to go to eight? Well, I, do we have the Kenneth Fareed bite by the way? Malone's comments about Fareed. Uh, we we've, we've been efforting it. Yes, <laughs> trust me, we've efforted this hard. Did you hear that last night? You I, I heard it on the pregame show. Yeah, he I was, was asked point blank by Gina Mizell of the Denver Post, "Why isn't Fareed in the?" Rotation. What, why is he not? Why isn't he playing? What, what did he say, Will? I'm pulling up Gina's Twitter right now because I don't want to misquote. Him. I can tell you what he said. He said, "We're winning. We're look what we're doing. Why? Why? Here it is. Why would we? Our job is to win games, and we're winning games right now. Why would I play him over Nicola or Trey Lyles with how well they're playing right now? But it's it's, it's, well, it's impossible to argue that. Why would you? Exactly. Coach is spot on. Coach is right. I mean, it's one thing if you're three and three in the last six or something. They won games in Portland, Golden State with this rotation. They should have won last night, could have won last night. Why would you change anything? I wouldn't change a damn thing. So this means guys like Wancho and Malik aren't even in the conversation, well, right? Because if Fareed and Moody, everybody's healthy. Yeah. yeah, if Fareed and Moutier can't get on the floor, then you're not going to play Wancho or Malik. I mean, Fareed and Moutier get on the floor once everybody's healthy when somebody gets into crazy foul trouble, right? Jamal Murray picks up three in the first quarter. I don't know. Something odd happens. Somebody rolls an ankle and can't come back in for the rest of the game. But, uh, yeah, I mean, otherwise, if things are going normal and it's normal rotation, I mean, you have to limit your bench to some extent, and I think that's where you, you cut it down. I think Tory Craig and Trey Lyles will see their their minutes cut as well once Millsap is back, more Lyles than, than mm. Tory Craig. Wouldn't you cut Plumley's minutes before you cut Lyles' minutes? Maybe. A different position. Maybe. You always talk about positionless basketball, Vic. I think yeah, but Mason Plumlee's been great. Don't get me wrong. He's been great. But I think Trey Lyles has been a little better. Here's here's what I loved since the Millsap injury when the Nuggets went to the starting lineup of Jokic and, uh, and Plumlee. I think those two together work a lot better than we ever imagined. I think they work off each other. I love the two of them together in the game. I really do. Yeah, and when I I I wasn't convinced that was going to work because I'm thinking back to the start of last year. Well, it allows Chandler to go to the three too, and it gives Chandler a major advantage against smaller players. I, I love the big lineup, but last year at the beginning of the year when they tried to go big, well, they Nurkic weren't getting Nurkic, 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 it just deal. didn't work. Yeah, because well, because they both wanted to be the alpha, right? Because Nurkic wanted to shoot every time. That's not Plumley, so it works because Plumley's willing to. Plumley understands his role. Play the role. He gets his role, right? Vic, real quick, remind people, what is this looming Tory Craig deal that we're going to have to confront at some point? Well, right now he's a two-way player, and you can only be a two-way player for 45 days. Okay, you get 45 Ooh. days. With How many team. days in are we? Uh, I, I gather they probably have about 30 left, so they have 30 days, which will bring us 
right to about the trade deadline. Man, so a month from today, we're making some tough decisions. I don't know the exact date. Yes, okay, I'm being broad here, but that is another thing to keep an eye on as we talk about this rotation yeah. once they're healthy. And, of course, we're knocking on wood because health in the NBA is a tricky thing and, that you, you never know. know. Else, you know what else? We always buy into the next great thing. And I, I get it. I've loved the way Torrey Craig has played. But the reason why they've been so patient with him, let's, again, just like the, the Nuggets defense, let's give him a month, okay, before we determine whether or not he's that valuable. Let's let's wait a month. But there's also a reason Torrey Craig has accelerated from Australia to Summer sure. League to G League to NBA to starter to playing time. I mean, his rise has been meteoric, and I there totally is a reason it. for that rise. A lot, lot can change in a month. Injuries can happen. I get that. But you don't move up that quickly in the basketball world unless this organization and this coaching staff believes you are special. Mm -hmm. Because think about how many ladders he's climbed to go from Australia to the NBA. It's about five different tests he's had to pass, and he's passed all five. Man, watching that game last night, couldn't help but think, how close did the Nuggets come to landing Jimmy Butler? They were in the rumors, in the conversation. Remember, we, we heard the murmurs... In the off season, yeah, I blame DT. Yeah, his buddy DT couldn't close the deal. He yeah. dropped the ball on that one too. Yeah, <laughs> well Blatant done. There you go. go. A lot more coming up in the uh, second hour of the show. What time is Moj going to talk to us? Nine thirty. We got Travis Heath next, and then we'll launch into our 2017 year in review. Uh, if you're in a bad mood this morning, this is going to make you in a lot better mood because I'm looking at our cut sheet right now. We got some fun times to relive. From 2017. We'll reset the show back in a minute right here on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all sports station. Coming up tomorrow night, the Avalanche at home taking on the Maple Leafs. The puck drops at 7 o'clock with the pregame show getting it away at 635. Mark Moser, the radio voice of the Avs, will be on the call. KKSE, Parker, Denver, home of the most. And scores! Nathan McKinnon, short side! Home of the Cards. Kicked up and in by Nicole Yokin. The Abs and Nuggets. And Denver's all-sports station. Altitude 950. And this thing is over! Now, back to Vic Lombardi. That's about being totally locked in in overtime. What does that feel like, and, and how often do you find yourself in that? It's, it's hard to explain. I guess you got to be a basketball player to, to feel it. I don't feel like you're that. I don't know. I, I think every day during the summer, we constantly do the same things. So now whenever I get in the game, it's nothing. Whether there's a defender there, um, I, f- I feel like I can make the right pass uh, tonight, make that right shot. I think that's that's where the work comes in at. You know, which summer, that's where you're accomplished. Yeah, they can't duck with me or they can't pluck with me. or can't Okay. All right. <laughs> Jimmy Butler's just a likable dude. (laughs) What else can you say? The guy went buckets last night to beat the Nuggets, and then afterwards you hear him speak. He seems so, just so fresh and giving and a great teammate. No wonder he was so heavily pursued, pursued there by Tibbs. They wanted him back in his system, and wow, did he come through for the Wolves last night scoring 11 of Minnesota's 13 points in overtime as the Nuggets fall short at Target Center. Let's go to the hotline. We do this every week. Um, Travis Heath is uh, with us, and Travis sort of helps me get through the day. I had trouble sleeping last night, Travis, and I said it to the boys earlier. I'm at that danger zone point 
where I'm embedded with this team. I live and die by every game, every whistle, every possession because I work every game. And I'm a little worried about myself. I shouldn't have a sleepless night after a December road loss. Help me. Well, I thought you were supposed to be objective, Vic. What's I can't, going on, man? I can't do it. You know, you said, I, I think I read one of your tweets, this whole notion of objectivity. That's so stupid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it is stupid. I mean, uh, I don't think it exists, but... Yeah, man. Uh, well, you might. I think it's fair to say you're closer to the team than than most people, right? I mean, you're around the team almost yeah. daily. You, and, hey, and I also know you're in that studio with Hanslick. And yes. um, for people that don't know Hanslick, I mean, I've watched some games with that dude, and he's like the most intense. He's a likable guy. Don't get me wrong, but like, if you've never seen Hanslick behind the scenes, I mean, I was afraid he was going to throw something at me. He convulses. I mean, he, he's an intense dude. He yeah. actually convulses during yeah. games. Yeah, so I mean, you're you're, uh, but you are close to it, man. I mean, you're you're around the team. You you work around the team every day, so I could understand how how that would happen. Now, if you back away from it and go, hey, it's just like grown men dribbling an inflated ball and shooting it into a basket, then it seems kind of silly. But hey, we all have to create meaning in our lives somehow, right? But you have those irrational moments in your life. Everybody does. Where you're like, why am I? Yep. I am so stuck on this. What what is wrong with me, right? Yeah, but I sort of feel like sports are a good outlet for that, you know? Like, there's all kinds of outlets that would be much unhealthier than sports. And I feel like if I'm going to be irrational about something, at least, I mean, to a point, of course, at least have it be sports, right? Because being a fan of sports is inherently irrational. Just look at Twitter, for crying out loud. Like, look at Twitter during a Broncos game, for example. I remember when Peyton Manning was the quarterback, He'd throw, like, two incompletions, and Broncos Twitter wanted him, you know, benched. And Osweiler should come in. I thought, man, these folks are crazy. But on the other hand, they're just so invested. They have so much energy going into the team. And I think, you know, not that you don't like the Broncos, but I think that's what the Nuggets are for you. And honestly, they are for me, too, man. The Nuggets are, are my number one. And I, I was laying in bed last night and just thinking about some of those uh, pick-and-roll coverages where they just switched so easily on Jimmy Butler and was was driving me a little nuts. So um, I have a little bit of the same affliction. Yeah. Dude, I, and I'm with you. When you see a guy take over a game, as Jimmy B did, and you know he was going to shoot on every possession, he only passed it once to, to, to Crawford, you got to double you got to trap him every time. You have to force him to get the ball out of his hands, no matter what. Yeah, I you know, and I'm I'm the sort of guy that that's my absolute last resort. I don't prefer to do that, but you're right. With what Jimmy Butler was doing in fourth quarter and overtime, I mean, he had 20-plus points, whatever it was. I don't remember what it was now in fourth quarter and overtime. And it was just clear he was going to shoot it. You know, I actually think the Nuggets probably win the game if Crawford doesn't make that one bucket. That's yep. actually the thing that kept me up at night, too, because he did pass it. And they chased Crawford off the line, made him put it on the floor once, which is probably what you want to do, and he made the shot anyways. So, you know, the one time they did it pretty well, and, then, uh, you know, Crawford makes them pay. And, and Crawford isn't isn't a bad offensive option in the clutch either, is he? So you got me going again, talking about specific plays and moments. Uh, Jokic <laughs> on the block in overtime when they could have uh, extended the lead uh, to five. And could he should have yep. kept pushing that Tyus Jones fellow all the way to the rim. Instead, he took the yeah. little jump pull. There's so many moments. But you know what's funny about sports? And this is what we always come down to. We remember those late-game moments so well. Uh, referee blowing a whistle in the clutch. 
But how about the fact that they dug themselves a 19-point deficit and all the work yeah. it took to get out of that hole? Maybe that's the difference yeah. in a game like that. Yeah, man. I always think about that, you know, or, or just a, a string of two or three turnovers in the first quarter or whatever it is, right? And it's funny how the fourth quarter or overtime in this case becomes so magnified. But, you know, if you're looking for the bright side of things for this Nuggets team, they don't quit, man. I mean, I've seen them do this now. I can't even count how many occasions. And it's unfortunate that they fall behind double digits. But the way they fought back on the second night of a back-to-back, I mean, I'm not a moral victory sort of person, but what, what I'm more into is, like, the character of the team. And it's becoming pretty apparent of late that this team is a team that won't quit, which sounds cliche, but it's true with this team. I mean, you know, they had every reason last night to just say, ah, all right, second night of a back-to-back, Minnesota's a pretty darn good team. We're down 18 points, third quarter, we're done. And so – you know, if you're a Nuggets fan, that's something that, that should give you a lot of optimism heading uh, you know, into the middle of the season here. Talking to Dr. Travis Heath, as we do every week on this show, psychologist, well-known in, uh, in sports circles. I, I need to ask you a question just about how we regard athletes, because sometimes I feel dirty. Because we get into this fantasy land, fantasy sports, and I'll give you an example. Uh, Paxton Lynch, right? We talk, to, we talk about him as some sort of object. Oh, they're going to throw him on the field and he's going to mess up. And, and we fail to humanize. I just, I can't even imagine what is going through his mind. I mean, if you're, if you're Paxton Lynch, man, this game, for the rest of us, it means nothing. Like, what a wasted game. But for him, can you imagine the weight on his shoulders? He's got to prove to his coaches, his front office, his fans that he can play in this league. And it all comes down to an otherwise meaningless game. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, I have seen the flip side of this and you, and you see that, you know, the players are human beings, which everyone knows intellectually, but whether it's fantasy sports or just a team that you love, you get caught up in treating these players like, like property, right? I mean, even listen to the language we use, you know, traded. I mean, you know, we, we treat these players absolutely like property. Now, for Paxton Lynch... Um, you know, I, I don't know if this is true. This is just my take on it. Objectively, I don't even know how much this game matters for, for his future. I mean, if he throws for 300 yards and a couple of touchdowns, is he the quarterback next year? I mean, I still feel like the Broncos will probably get someone else. But, you know, for him, for him as a person, not so much as a Broncos fan, I'd like to see him perform well and get some, some bit of confidence. I, I, I don't know if this is true because I don't know Paxton, but, when I watch him play, it feels like he's it feels like he's pressing. It feels like he's almost trying too hard. Um, it's maybe a little bit different than like Isaiah McKenzie, who has these kind of massive brain lapses, where or maybe has a low football IQ. I don't know what it is with him, but with Lynch, it almost seems like he's trying too hard. I just like to see the kid have fun, you know, just go out and and throw the ball around the yard and. Uh, the last thing I want to see him do is put so much pressure on on himself. So I don't. I don't know his psychology because I don't know him, but boy, I hope whatever it is that gets him to that place, the coaches are trying to help him do that. Because um, if he comes out again and he throws for, you know, 85 yards or something, I mean, yeah, it's got to be demoralizing. It's just odd because I'm so used to in this business, most, if not all, professional athletes have this abundance of confidence, right? They wouldn't be where they are yeah. if they didn't have that yeah. swag, that I am who I am. I'm here because I'm a stud. It's just weird because very rarely do we see guys that lack confidence. And when you do, it's striking. Yeah, well, Vic, I've got a theory on this. I think there's sort of the overt 
confidence that people, the athletes show to the world. And I think in general, professional athletes are very good at carrying that. And then I think there's this more unconscious or covert confidence that players carry that, you know, because look, if you're an NFL quarterback and you throw, you know, a couple of interceptions or five straight incompletions, or you're an NBA basketball player and you miss five straight shots, that absolutely, even at an unconscious or covert level, affects your confidence. Now, I think the thing is, how do you carry yourself outwardly? And interestingly, there's research about if you carry yourself, you know, with, with your shoulders up, your head up, you carry yourself a certain way, that actually increases your performance, whether it has to do with public speaking or athletics. And I think most pro athletes are really good at carrying themselves confidently, even in moments where they may not be so confident. Um, and, and I don't, you know, Paxton Lynch, he hasn't done that so much. Although you look at the last time, I mean, the kid got hurt, right? And I know he's crying on the bench and people were mocking him for that, but you know, uh, an injury also isn't helpful in this whole equation, but yeah, you're right. Pro athletes are usually really good at carrying themselves confidently, but I do think it, it still gets to them. It has to, they're, they're humans. Last question. And this is more personal, but I'd love to get your um, translation interpretation of a letter uh, given to me, uh, basically a Christmas card from my youngest. I posted this on Twitter. Uh, you have a young daughter yourself, and you know some of the words that come out of their mouths. You're like, I, I can't believe she said that. So I want to read you this letter, and I want you to tell me how I should feel about myself. Because when they say money can't buy happiness, I think they're lying. I want you to hear this out and tell me what place this puts me in. Here we go. This is my youngest. She wrote to me, I love you so much, Dad. I can't even put it into words. I know sometimes you think I don't love you, but I always will love you. Thank you for making money for us. You are making sure that I have a nice childhood, and it is working. I love you so, so much. The only line that comes out to me there, thank you for making money for us. How should I read this? Am I just a money guy? Is that what I am? No, I don't think you're just a money guy. I mean, she could say, hey, thanks for making money, you know, and leave out the I love you so much part, right? Well, maybe I mean, she I doesn't say I is... love you if I'm not making the money. See, one comes before the other. Uh, no, I think uh, I think she's just recognizing an important contribution that you make. That, that's how I would take it. And by the way, Vic, yeah. there's research about, about uh, it's a, you know, we always say money can't buy happiness. Yeah. It turns out that... Um, and there's a sweet spot, and it's it's a little above the median in the U.S., but it's about seventy-five to eighty thousand bucks a year. You have to adjust by where you live, of course, and all that. But if you make less than about seventy-five thousand dollars a year in the United States, you actually are less happy than if you make seventy-five thousand wow. dollars. So money money is important. Now here, here's the thing: there's a point of diminishing returns as people get higher up on that into like you know mid six figures and so forth. Happiness actually drops a bit for most people, although. Um, it doesn't drop as low as people that are living in poverty. So there is there is something to uh, money and happiness, perhaps more than, you know, like our uh, colloquialisms would, would uh, have us believe. But I think you're just recognizing an important contribution you make, you know, because you start to get a certain age and you realize like, oh, wow, this money stuff is sort of hard to get. Like people have to work really hard for it. And so I think she's just, you know, recognizing your contributions. Yeah, well, that's what I am now. I'm a, I'm a contributor. I'm a, I'm a contributor in her eyes. Thank you, Travis. I feel so much better. Hey, buddy, you have a great New Year. It's always it's always a pleasure talking to you, my man. Thank you very much. Take care. That is Dr. Travis Heath. Contributor, Nick Lombardi. My role in the family. Contributor. I like that.
It's like I'm a contributor to the Vic Lombardi yeah, it, show. It, it wasn't a letter that said, hey, thanks for you know reading me those books before bed. Thanks for um, driving me back and forth to dance class. Thanks for being there when I need you most. No, thanks for making me money. At least she's honest. She's honest. I got to give her that. She's honest. You got the Vic Lombardi show. All right, homeowners, uh, you have to sell that house. We're getting to that point. New year approaching. Troy Hansford of the Hansford Real Estate Team is the only agent you need to call, and he's going to make you the following offer. He'll sell you a home at a price and a time you agree on, or he'll cut you a check for $5,000. He's got a marketing system, a proven marketing system that works. Give him a call today, 720-900-4433. That is 720-900-4433. Hey, man, haven't seen you in a while. You still working at that warehouse by the airport? Yep, I've been there a little over five years now. How much are they paying you? About eleven fifty an hour. Eleven <laughs> fifty? Really? Well, why don't you come work with me at the Safeway Distribution Center? The starting pay is $17.15 per hour. Wow. I can start out making $17.15 an hour? Oh, yeah. And that's just the starting pay. After being employed for two and a half years like me, you'll make $24.50 per hour. Plus, you'll receive raises along the way. That's incredible. Do they offer benefits? Yes, sir. You'll get an amazing benefits package once your probationary period ends. How do I apply? Just log on to SafewayDenverDC.com. Safeway, a company you can retire with, is hiring full-time employees for their order selector positions, working in their distribution center located on I-70 between Colorado Boulevard and Monaco. The starting pay is $17.15 per hour. Apply right now at SafewayDenverDC.com. That's SafewayDenverDC.com. Safeway is a drug-free workplace. Must be at least 18 years old to apply. At Morningstar Senior Living at Ridgegate, simple little things make all the difference. For we know that in the details, senior living becomes senior loving. Our beautiful new community in Lone Tree celebrates senior living in the modern age. We offer suites for independent and assisted living and for memory care. Morningstar, casting a new light in Lone Tree. Call 720-545-1645. 720-545-1645. Now, there's a morning newscast that moves at the speed of Denver. Good morning, everybody. I'm Megan O'Halloran. And I'm Kirk Yockey, bright and early. And gives you an edge all day long. New details overnight. New this morning. Breaking overnight. Get your morning moving with Megan O'Halloran, Kirk Yonke, Pinpoint Weather with Greg Dutra, and Time Saver Traffic with Sam Boyd. Still looking at some slow speeds out there. On the Fox 31 Morning News, starting at 4.30 tomorrow. Save hundreds on your next Yukon, Buick Encore, Sierra 1500, or Acadia at Sus Buick GMC. At Sus, there are no dealer fees, ever. The price you see is the price you pay, plus tax. Sus saves you hundreds on their vast selection of over 500 new and used cars and trucks. So when you're looking at the sleek and powerful new GMC terrain on Sus.net, you can focus on how you'll spend the hundreds you saved. Sus Buick GMC, where they treat you like family. Family owned for over 35 years at 1301 South Havana in Aurora. The Army National Guard is committed to keeping the country safe and our community secure. Composed of hundreds of thousands of citizen soldiers from all walks of life, the Guard is always ready to respond to local or national emergencies. We protect the homeland. We're always there when called upon. And in every state and territory, we stand guard for our communities. To learn more, log on to NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Colorado Army National Guard. Aired by the Colorado Broadcasters Association at this station. 
the Altitude 950 Traffic Update. It's an accident-free drive at this point. Traffic is brought to you by the Rock and Roll Marathon Series. That means good speeds on the highways. We're definitely in holiday mode. Speeds are dropping a little bit below postal limits. Southbound 225 between Parker Road and I-25 and across eastbound I-270, I-76 through to York. Rock and Roll Marathon Series is gearing up for the best year yet in 2018. This best-in-class running experience is one you won't want to miss. Register now. Run Rock and Roll. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. want to thank the good doctor, Travis Heath. Joins us every Thursday. Coming up later, Mark Mosier. More on what happened with the Avs last night. Gave that one away. But in this hour, uh, we are proud to say we look back fondly on 2017. Fondly because we're all still here talking sports. Let's be honest. Now, yes, the year in sport, a lot of lows, a few highs. We'll respond to each episode. How did you guys put this together, HW? Well, we knew we wanted to go local because you can get national perspective anywhere. It's tough to get good local perspective, especially on all sports. And we are Denver's all sports station. So we're going to talk snowboarding? Yeah. And we're going to choose to focus a a lot on the good that happened in 2017. We're going to try to put people in a good mood. Uh, You and I will be here tomorrow doing the show, but this will be the last time the three of us are together in 2017. Mm -hmm. Manchester off to do family stuff, so we'll we'll uh you know we'll so go through if, some of the good talks. If it's all about local, the three local subject matters that you know dominate the paper every day are cannabis, snowboarding, and local breweries. So are those the three things we're going to discuss? Now? No, we're going to go a little different direction. And, oh. and it was funny because I would say if you looked back at 2017 in Colorado sports, most people would say it was negative, right? We we talked about it a I don't know a few weeks ago that the only playoff game was the Rockies one game. Um, down in Arizona, I mean, the Broncos struggled mm-hmm. the second straight year. I mean, they fell apart. The Nuggets just missed the playoffs. The Avs had a down year. Uh, it was for the most part kind of one of those like, eh. you know, the Buffs mm-hmm. didn't, they, they came back to, to, to earth after the rise. But when you look back at individual moments, there actually were a lot of highlights. Like, yeah. I mean, what's your, you're in sports to win it. We all realize you're not going to win a title every year. So the second thing, and it's what I argue with Leggy about every Tuesday, and he calls me fantasy football guy. The other part of it is then entertain me, make it fun. And there were a lot of those moments. Yeah, we're, we're pretty excited about this. And I think we'll entertain people over the next half hour. Stick with us. This next half hour is going to be a lot of fun reliving some of the good times in 2017. But what about that guy in Aspen who did the half pipe thing? We're going to skip that. Let's go ahead and get this thing rolling. Hosted by the one and only... Marty O. What's up, Marty? What's going on, guys? How are you doing today? Um, Great. Well, I just had a 15-minute therapy session, so I feel great. Good. Feel better? I always do after awesome. the doctor. Good. All right. Well, let's get started here. So we'll start out. We'll do chronological order here. Sort of an emergence game for our good pal Nikola Jokic, February 10th, come, uh, coming out party at Madison need, Square oh, Garden. Hold on a we, need, we need a little... Can we get yeah, some, that's we, what I would, yeah. Yeah. some music under this? Because I, I can't get in the mood. I, just hearing your voice, it's that naked nails voice, on a chalkboard, I, I, I want to jump. Talk I, I need it. something to drain your voice. Should we get the doctor back in here? Uh, we have to. So let's try that again. Start from the get-go. Okay. Ooh, here we go. 
Okay, so a coming out party for Nicole Jokic. Yeah. Madison Square Garden drops 40 points. And uh, here's Kaz with the final call on that game. He throws it inside the arc to Jokic. Back over to Jameer, left side Harris. Harris back to Jokic in the paint. Little floaters up and in. Career high 40 points for Nikola Jokic. And Denver leads it by 10. I tell you, the Jokers made uh, some moments on the court. Last night, did you guys agree with me in the overtime especially? Joker was leading the charge. The passing by the Nuggets last night was off the charts. I think he had shown a lot of flashes up until that game. That was the game, though, where you sat there and said, man, this guy could be a star. Because 40 is a 40 is a big number. And he That's, was trying to get there, too. Yeah. That's one of the few times we've ever seen Nikola Jokic actually do things for himself, right? He, he showed he was the, shooting. He showed the selfishness, and this is going to sound funny, but he showed the selfishness you need to be a great player. Yeah, to be a Jimmy Butler. And then the, the other part of it that was cool, though, is, look, 40 points anywhere is great, but 40 points at Madison Square Garden as opposed to 40 at Indiana, you did it on the biggest stage in basketball. That is an elite type of performance. That's a make you a, or show you're a potential star kind of a performance. That's what made this one stand out for me. It was a coming out party in a big way. It was against Porzingis, who, you know, smart basketball fans know Jokic is a better player than Porzingis. Dumb basketball fans don't. So uh, I was excited to see Jokic do that in the garden on February 10th. Feels like a long time ago, though. February 10th feels like a long feel like time ago. ago. All right, what's next, Mario? All right, we'll head to the Rockies next home opener. A special moment for a uh, local kid here. Went to Thomas Jefferson High School, got the nod, went six innings, gave up one run, strikes out six, and even got his first MLB hit. You're going to need more than the 25. There's a base hit. First career knock for Freeland. He told you he could swing it. He was legit in high school. Rockies won 2-1 to one against the Dodgers that day. I think Freeland had a game that even bested that one. You remember oh, the, I think we might get to that. Oh, really? Okay, I'll save it then. Because Kyle Freeland, we asked some of the guys that have joined us on the show, Jason Hirsch, I said, who's going to be the guy, the ace? A lot of people point to Kyle Freeland. Well, and I'm going to, it's going to sound redundant to what I said about uh, Nikola Jokic's game at Madison Square Garden, but it showed me star potential because that's a big stage, right? You're from Denver. It's opening day at Coors Field. It's a packed you know, house. I was nervous for him. Exactly. I mean, it was, it was, it a, was the Dodgers. It was, yeah, it was, there was expectations debut, in a big way. I mean, you could not have put it on yeah. thicker. And remember Bud Black said at the time, no, we're, we're embracing the fact that it's a yeah. big moment. We're embracing the fact that this is a lot of pressure. That was also the sign of like, man, I like the way Bud Black's already pushing buttons. Yeah. We're three or four games in. And Kyle Freeland responded in a major way. Was that, that the game that you screamed from the top of your lungs at Bud Black? No, that, do we have that coming up later? Uh, <laughs> Next up may have been the moment of the Rockies season, right, Mario? Yes, this is one of those uh, remember-where-you-were moments. Uh, Rockies on Father's Day, they blew a one-run lead in the ninth. Jake McGee, Jake McGee blows a save. It ended up looking like, okay, Rockies blow a lead. Looks like they're just going to fold up the tents. But Nolan Arenado gave us uh, a moment of the year. Here we go. Was that the game, and jog my memory, where he was bleeding from the yes. side of his head? Yes. The celebration got a little intense at the end. That was that, this game. This game right here. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Father's Day. Right yeah. 
Because somebody, I, I think Charlie Blackman started to hug him and hit his, his, his helmet, helmet into, into his forehead. If Nolan goes to the Hall of Fame someday, which is the that's projection, the there, there's your pick. Yeah, yeah. And you can always sort of categorize a moment as big if you can remember where you were when it happened. How did you guys, by the way, and you guys are much better at this than I am. How did you remember that? I, I don't even remember that. Until we're remembering the best oh, moments man. of 2017. Yeah, that, was, I, that, that was not top of mind to me. That is the biggest sports moment of the year for me. Like really? When we get done and we have to vote on it, that that was it. I mean, I remember it now because, you, but like when you say, all right, what, what happened? To the, the Rocky season to me is like a blur. I, I remember the Freeland game where he nearly had the no no and a couple other things, but that I couldn't tell you what date that happened. You guys knew the date. It was Father's what Day. On Father's Day. If it was June twenty fourth, I'd have no idea what uh, the date was. Father's Day is a made up holiday. It was Father's Day. I'm sitting there waiting to go do Father's Day stuff, and we're delayed because we got to watch how this is going to end. And me and my three boys watching that happen live. It was that was cool. That was the that was the moment of the year for me. That was it. As the summer rolled on, the Nuggets made a splash. So it was the summertime. Nuggets did make a splash, as Will said. They went out and signed free agent Paul Millsap. Please welcome 6'8 power forward from Louisiana Tech, number four, Paul Millsap. You know, he was shooting uh, before the game last night and just taking shots, right hand only, obviously. But the cast is still on his left hand. I so badly want to play the role of doctor and just remove the cast and say, all right, you're good, let's go. That press conference was really cool. I was there that day over in the gym, over in Montbello, and Paul was so good with all the kids that they brought out to see him. You knew right away this guy's a good, he's really good at basketball. We all knew that. But the setting for the presser and the way he interacted with the kids that day made me know he was a good dude. Well, and it was a big moment, too, because we've all heard the stories for years of, ah, big-time free agents don't want to come to Denver, which I don't believe. Tim Connolly has said repeatedly on these airwaves, he doesn't believe it. We all know, hey, if the money's right and the fit is right, you can convince people to come here. But yeah. it's become the narrative that almost became fact. So to be able to get a four-time All-Star to sign here, to take the money here, was big. Now, I would put a big incomplete on this, though, because the injury happened so early in this season that we haven't been able to see sort of the impact yeah. of what that'll be. You know what I remember most about that Millsap press conference? We were carrying it live on Altitude television and the entire time will peterson was in the background talking to somebody all you all you could see was will in the back just moseying about the school i was trying to get paul on these airways i was i was waiting to get paul on the phone with uh, i believe it was julian Every scott time there's a shot of say there's will just hanging out i, I just they're doing my job i just remember the kids all thinking chris dempsey was paul Millsap. Yeah, that, was <laughs> that was pretty funny all right vic we'll sneak one more in here it's the moment you've you've clearly been waiting for one more uh before our break I the previously mentioned Kyle Freeland was spinning a gem against the White Sox, brought a no-hitter into the ninth, but unfortunately was thwarted by Melky Cabrera. Still an unbelievable performance. Let's uh, take a listen. And drive, base hit. But in the ninth, has broken it up. Stand up, give him everything you have. What a performance from Kyle today. I, I still think it's the finest performance by a Rockies pitcher in years. Oh, no doubt. Years. But, w- refresh my memory. How many outs? Were there two outs? One out. One out. It was one eight out. and a third. Ninth inning. Would out. have been the first one at Coors Field by a Rocky in Rockies history. Trivia, who threw the only one? Uh, the, no, the, yeah, the, no, no, the uh, Dodger. That, and was, that was on a cold, miserable day. Yeah, there was like 18 people in the stands. 
th- that was my most, it was an awesome performance, but it was the most disappointed I was throughout the entire year of sports because I so wanted him to get that. I watched almost the entire game. So did I. Pitch for pitch. Yeah. He got so close. So it's in a much bigger scale, but it's a little bit like last night's Nuggets game, right? If you're going to come all the way back, finish it. If you're going to get that close, finish it. Otherwise, I'd rather you just pitch a shutout, give up four hits in the third, and we're good. You, say it's, the game. The, you say it's the most mad. Wait until no, we no. play. Wait, no, no. Or most disappointed. Not the most mad. Disappointed. The most disappointed. Wait until we play what's next in our 2017 most recap. Most mad is coming up. Yeah. You got the Vic Lombardi Show. Merry New Year's. It's the home of the Nuggets. And every Wednesday at noon, we're talking hoops. Former Nuggets star Earl Boykins joins Hastings and Brownman to break down the Nuggets and the NBA. There's a lot of guys that have the talent to dominate. Not many have the heart or the desire to go out every single night and dominate. The Earl Boykins Basketball Hour. LeBron can't guard Melo. But the problem is, you know, Melo, he, he does what he wants to do. Earl Boykins joins us uh, with Scott Julie every Wednesday. Wednesday at noon on Altitude 950. Berg Simpson is a law firm with a national reputation and proven results. Berg Simpson, your fighters for justice when the game is on the line. Go to BergSimpson.com. That's B-U-R-G Simpson.com. Good lawyers changing lives. This is Holly Kammerer of the Berg Simpson Law Firm. If you've been injured, don't leave the important choice of legal representation to just anyone. We have proven results, and you can check for yourself at BergSimpson.com. That's BergSimpson.com. Berg Simpson, good lawyers changing lives. Deep Eddie Vodka is an award-winning small-batch American-made vodka handcrafted in Austin, Texas. Distilled ten times, gently charcoal-filtered six times, ensuring a clean, subtle, smooth flavor. Deep Eddie Vodka also has six delicious flavored vodkas created with all natural ingredients. These infusions include ruby red grapefruit, sweet tea, peach, cranberry, lemon, and newest release orange. Deep Eddie Vodka is 100% gluten-free and always reminds you to please stay drink responsibly. Buying or selling a home doesn't have to be stressful. Now there's a one-stop shop where they treat you right. Metro 21 Real Estate Group is taking the pain out of buying or selling a home. Lucas Akers and his team of agents are all over the Denver area, and they can help you save money. Why pay a 6% commission fee? With Metro 21 Real Estate Group, the total commission rate is as low as 3.99%. Call 303-430-HOME to find out how they can help you. Or check them out online at Metro21Homes.com to see the value of your home and to see what Lucas and his team can do for you. Whether you're looking for a home or selling yours, give them a call. It's Metro 21 Real Estate Group, 303-430-HOME. That's 303-430-HOME. Metro 21 Real Estate Group. And tell them you heard about what they have to offer on the radio. Davidson's Liquor is now open in Centennial. Stock up for New Year's Eve and join us Friday afternoon broadcasting live from their new store. Browse the humidor and look over their 50 different brands of cigars. Davidson's Liquor in Centennial off Arapahoe and Parker. This may not be easy for you to hear, but you might need a hearing device. Do you have trouble hearing in crowds? Has someone told you you have the game on too loud? It could be you're having some hearing loss, and a modern, barely visible hearing device might be the solution. We're not talking a clunky old thing like grandpa's. Visit echohearingcenter.com. Schedule a free hearing test. Then Echo Hearing Center can help you determine if a hearing device is right for you. Listen, if you think you might be having a hearing problem, why not check it out? 
Visit echohearingcenter.com. Time to get geared up for Stock Show. And you want your gear from Colorado Saddlery. They've been building gear for cowboys since 1945. They're the largest tack shop in the West with a 12,000-foot showroom now open in Golden. You'll find spurs, bits, concealed carry coats, professional-grade saddles, and more. During the Stock Show Super Saddle Sale, get a free wool saddle pad with every saddle purchase. Time to get geared up for Stock Show at Colorado Saddlery, one block west of I-70 Colfax on Moss Street in Golden. Sam's number three. They've been coming for about 12, 13 years now. It's like home. All our all waitresses are just like family, you know. I had the honey smoked salmon Caesar salad. It's delish. I think green chili goes with everything. We did eat. We, we ate a lot. Colorado thing. Service is awesome. They treat you well here. Tacos, the burritos, and then the Greek. I think there are certain rules that you have to eat green chili while watching football. So Sam's number three in Aurora off of Vanna Parker in Glendale off Cherry and Leesdale in downtown off 15th and Curtis. The Altitude 950 Traffic Update. If you do have to travel on the metro area highway system, you shouldn't have any major trouble spots. Traffic is brought to you by the Foundation for a Better Life. Not hearing of any major delays because of accidents or stalls. We have light volume and good speeds. Winston Churchill's words stirred his country in the face of defeat. Today they inspire us to reach for our own victories. Commitment. Pass it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Text us at 30933 to join the show. You got the Vic Lombardi show on this Thursday morning. The drive-in has been fantastic all week. I don't know if you guys have faced any issues. Perhaps on that snowy day, it was bad. But today, nobody's here. Everybody's still gone. It is so nice. I mean, it's, 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 it's just me being the old guy because yes, it's like me Denver too. used to I'm be. I'm being that same guy. <laughs> you feel like it's Denver oh, in the mid-90s. Get on the road and <laughs> so you great. go. You so great. go. You go. Let's go. Let's continue on. Yeah, we're rolling on with our 2017 preview. we got playoff baseball, Marty. All right, we'll jump back in with a bit of a depressing one. This is the wild card game, and uh, there's a bit of a roller coaster. Started out about as Bad as you can imagine, yes. six to nothing. But here's a bit of a mashup, just all the runs, just kind of gives you a roller coaster feel of how the game went. The Rockies are on the board with runners at first and third. As Story crosses to make it a 6 2 game. Lucroy with a run scoring double as Para scores and it's 6 to 3. Blackman lays down the bunt. That's going to score the run in second. Fly ball. Left center field. That ball's going to be in the gap. Archie Bradley, are you kidding me? He's going for third, and he's in with a slide. And Story hits it well to the right. That ball is gone. Back-to-back home run. And again, it's a one-run game. Lays down the puck. That's a good one. It's going to score a run. Now a four-run lead in the bottom of the eighth. To second. L.A., here they come. You know, I, list, I look at that game now, and I and I think back. Remember how you Darvish was tipping pitches in the World mm-hmm. Series? Do you think that John Gray, perhaps, the way it started off so badly, was tipping pitches early in that game? Well, they did have the Apple Watch in the uh, dugout. Yeah, the Diamondbacks cheated, so 
Well, you forget crazy. that, yeah. You were at the game. I was at the game, and they cheated. And uh, <laughs> not only was Gray bad, but I will... Uh, Pat Neshek, sorry, he's gone. I'll never, that, he gave up the Archie Bradley. Yeah, welcome right. to the list, Pat Neshek. And uh, Greg Holland, we'll see, but if you don't come back, you got yourself a spot on the list. There were two moments in that mashup that brought back the anger that I felt and and put forth on these airwaves the morning after. You were mad. I was that ticked. might be the most mad. Even with you and Vic, all your fights, it may be the Rockies one that that made you the most mad. Well, because they, it, it was it was just there for the taking. They give up a triple to the pitcher mm-hmm. to a relief pitcher when it was a six-five game. Yep. I mean, it, it, you know, it's not as oh yeah, he's a pretty. It's not as Madison Bumgarner who's a pretty good hitter for a pitcher. It's Archie freaking Bradley that made me mad. And then hearing the Holland one and the fact that you played the highlight where it was the bunt. Right. It was just like. Oh my God! It's just nibbling to get run after run after run and take that from a one-run game to a three-run game, and you just throw up your hands because that game took like four hours and forty-five minutes. It took forever, and you just blow it at the end and waste all of our time and all of our energy and the whole season of getting there. Man, I was ticked. And you didn't even pay for a plane ticket or a ticket to the game. Oh man! No, that was quite the experience to get to go. To that game. All right, we'll move on to November, our first look at the Avs in 2017. So, Avs didn't make a ton of noise in 2016, but it's been a big uh, turnaround here, specifically Nathan McKinnon. Here's uh, Mosier letting us know how McKinnon put the uh, team on his back in Detroit. 52 to go, up top for Barry. McKinnon, far side, holds and looks. Back for Barry. Far side, McKinnon with a shot. He scores! Nathan McKinnon! Nathan McKinnon! Nathan McKinnon! A one-timer from the dot evens things up. Comes to McKinnon. He's going to have speed to the red wing zone. He's got a man with him, Landeskog. McKinnon in, holds, looks, shoots, and scores! Nathan McKinnon short side! And the Avs have beaten the Detroit Red Wings in overtime by a final score of 4-3. to three. Nathan McKinnon, the game-tying goal. Nathan McKinnon, the game-winning goal. <laughs> Who was on that call? You, you know what I think about that call, don't you? That is the worst call in the history of the league. <sighs> Vic, this, uh, this has been special for Nathan McKinnon so far this year. He's been really good. Yeah, he's, this is a breakout year. Listen, yeah. we saw... We saw bits and pieces his rookie season, right? What he could become, right? And then Duchesne leaves, and he fills that void, and he suddenly is thrust into more of a leadership role. That's that's what it's become. So I'm happy for him. I still can't get over losing last night to the Arizona Coyotes. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely blossomed this year, and it kind of ties back into the, the first highlight of the year. It was the Jokic moment at Madison Square Garden. I mean, those two goals, the game-time goal, the game-winning goal, in Detroit against the Red Wings, you know, again, it's not in Columbus against the Blue Jackets. Mm-hmm. Still would be cool. Doesn't quite have the same oomph. That was a that was a big big moment where you thought, okay, this guy is taking it to the next level. That's the game we'll point at is when we when we saw that happen. Well, and real quick, while while we're talking about 2017 Avs, what we'll remember is the blossoming of McKinnon, the leadership of Landeskog, and the departure of you know who. Yeah, I mean, it's funny to have that be one of the highlights of the year, and obviously we don't have a soundbite for it, but I think in hindsight, when we look back in two or three years, we'll say, that was a big moment. Joe Sackett got a haul, and he got rid of a guy who just didn't want to be here and was dragging people down. Exactly. That it was Immediately, it was addition by subtraction. Long term, it's going to be addition by addition, because they got a ton of assets, 
in that deal. That really was one of the better moments is pulling that off. We'll go to uh, maybe the fight of the year, although it wasn't the brawl in Arizona. It involved the Denver Broncos. Yeah, not a, not a ton of Broncos highlights here, but this is definitely really? one of the more memorable moments. Before we get to that, the poppy to the ship. Do you guys do champagne? I'm not a huge champagne guy, but we do it on New Year's. The worst experience of my life on the New Year's back when I was about your age, I mm-hmm. drank an entire bottle of champagne. It took me a week to recover. Go on. Oh, we have a fight on the other side. Look at this. Remember, there's some history between these two guys. I think that's really where the fight started. Look, the we field. got to have another one right Look here. Look at this. Oh, and a swing right well, there. This is crazy because now you're going to get injected from the game. I mean, this is just selfish. There are multiple flagrant fouls on the play. So those players are disqualified. They're ejected. 15 came out there to fight, man. He ain't come out there to play no ball. He came out there to fight. I love it when players and coaches regard other players not by name, but by number. Number. Or the player. Remember how McDaniels referred to Jay Cutler as the player? Remember that? That I don't like. I think that's disrespectful. (laughs) The player. I think calling them by their number is kind of cool, and that one doesn't rub me the wrong way. This was the most asinine moment of the year. Vic and I went toe-to-toe on this one over and over and over again. I I agree with, uh, I think it was Kevin Harlan on the call, it was an unbelievably selfish move by Aqib Tlaib. And I understand your point of the game doesn't matter. The season had gone up in smoke. I was in who cares mode. I, which I totally get. But I think it was indicative of the bigger problem on this team. Sure. It's, it's not a, it's not a group that's thinking about the collective. It's a group that's thinking about themselves. If the Broncos were eight and two during that game, I'd have a much different take. Yeah, but man, the, you, the season was over. You, you, if you don't act right and do the right thing, well, they didn't do the right thing all two the years time, prior and they won a Super Bowl. When it's when you're eight and two, it, it ain't going to come out. It was the same act two years ago and they won a Super Bowl. Yeah, but they don't have they don't have Peyton Manning there to fix I, everything. I understood, but you can't just dissect one act and say that's the reason they suck because no, I think those same acts took place during their Super Bowl season. It embodies the problem, and they didn't have Demarcus Ware or Peyton Manning to. Paint over all of the yeah. blemishes. You know it was all part of a keeps master plan. Our plan was to do what we do. You know we do. That's what we did. I'm with Manchester on this. That brawl felt like it was this close to someone getting stabbed in the stands. It was out of control. It was out of control. Uh, we're through eight moments of 2017. We've got three big ones still to, cl- still to come, including Marty's mashup of Vance Joseph that is can't miss radio of the ridiculousness Vance Joseph has said this year. You got the Vic Lombardi show. Happy Thursday. All right, Renters, it's James Merrillat from my friends in American Financing, and as 2018 approaches, it's time to stop throwing money away on rent every month. Yeah, you know this, but where do you start? How about this? Start looking into down payment assistance and first-time homebuyer programs that are going to get you into your own home for as low as $1,000 down. That way, you're building equity for yourself. It's easy. At American Financing, they have salary-based mortgage consultants who are going to talk you through the best options. They'll get you a pre-approval letter fast so you know how much home you'll qualify for, And they can even hook you up with a realtor if you need one. You don't have to worry about crazy fees or feeling pressured. These are the good guys. They have over a 1,000 Google reviews, plus they have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. So pick up the phone and give them a call, 303-695-7000, or check them out online at AmericanFinancing.com. Become a homeowner today with the official mortgage company of Altitude 950. NMLS 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate.
Attention, the biggest automotive sales event of the year is here. The 34th Annual MedBed Inventory Equalization Sale. Our accountants have advised us to position our dealerships for 2018. It's imperative that MedBed Chevrolet's inventories be equalized, and that means thousands in savings on acres of vehicles. This is the moment you've been waiting for. 0% financing up to 60 months for those who qualify, or no payments till spring 2018. MedBed Chevrolet will sacrifice thousands of dollars off MSRB to save you money. Save on Tahoe's, Equinox, Cruise, Malibu, and Sonic. This is the time to buy. Act now. Selection is huge, but expected to diminish rapidly. The 34th Annual MedVet Inventory Equalization Sale. Sale ends January 3rd, 2018. No extensions. MedVet Chevrolet. On the I-25 corridor to part the 181 ramp Castle Rock. And on I-70 in Wheat Ridge. Exit Kipling. Exit War. But exit the giant MedVet Autoplex. Chevy. Find new roads. G5767 MSRP 19,400 plus tax title and fees includes 599 DNH with approved credit. Subject to prior sale. See MedVet for details. Expires 1318. Hey, man, haven't seen you in a while. You still working at that warehouse by the airport? Yep, I've been there a little over five years now. How much are they paying you? About eleven fifty an hour. Eleven <laughs> fifty? Really? Well, why don't you come work with me at the Safeway Distribution Center? The starting pay is $17.15 per hour. Wow, I can start out making $17.15 an hour? Oh, yeah, and that's just the starting pay. After being employed for two and a half years like me, you'll make $24.50 per hour. Plus, you'll receive raises along the way. That's incredible. Do they offer benefits? Yes, sir. You'll get an amazing benefits package once your probationary period ends. How do I apply? Just log on to SafewayDenverDC.com. Safeway, a company you can retire with, is hiring full-time employees for their order selector positions, working in their distribution center located on I-70 between Colorado Boulevard and Monaco. The starting pay is $17.15 per hour. Apply right now at SafewayDenverDC.com. That's SafewayDenverDC.com. Safeway is a drug-free workplace. Must be at least 18 years old to apply. Sam's number three. We've been coming for about 12, 13 years now. It's like home. All our all our waitresses are just like family, you know. I had the honey smoked salmon Caesar salad. It's delish. I think green chili goes with everything. We did eat. We we ate a lot. Colorado thing. Service is awesome. They treat you well here. Tacos, the burritos, and then the Greek. I think there are certain rules that you have to eat green chili while watching football. So Sam's number three in Aurora, off of Anna Parker, in Glendale, off Cherry and Leesdale, and downtown, off Fifteenth and Curtis. The Altitude 950 Traffic Update. It's a fantastic time to head out onto the metro area highways. Traffic is brought to you by Unbound.org. No major incidents that I'm hearing about on the metro area highway system right now. So you're looking at holiday mode speeds really good. Up and down I-25, 225 across C-470, Boulder, Turnpike, and I-70. What's the education of your children worth? There are children across the world who lack the privilege of going to school. Change the story for one child at Unbound.org. I'm Chris McLaughlin with Traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Welcome back to our 2017 New Year's recap, where we play all the hits, look back at all the big plays, all the destructive plays, and all the memorable moments that 2017 is wrought upon you. The uh, We'll move on next to the Colorado Rapids, who had a tough season but made an exciting hire in November. Yes, the Rapids making their first appearance on the list, and they got a new leader. My great honor to welcome Anthony Hudson to your new home, your new club, the Colorado Rapids. Ladies and gentlemen, Anthony Hudson. Vic, we liked and respected uh, Pablo and Steve Cook, but I think we're both excited for the Anthony Hudson era 
up at Dick Sporting Goods Park. Yeah, you know, I haven't got a chance to really know the guy all well. I mean, I met him, I interviewed him, and he certainly says all the right things. He's going to bring a more offensive-oriented approach to rapid soccer, but easier said than done. You got to have the personnel, and you got to win. I'm with Manchester on this. If you don't win, at least entertain me, right? Yeah. If you're going to lose, and, don't lose two and, 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 Exactly. And in soccer, bring it. Bring it. Show me. No doubt. Put some shots on goal. My only question, and I think we heard it both ways in that clip, is it Anthony or Anthony? It's Anthony. So no H. There's That's an the H, correct, but there is yes. no H. The correct British pronunciation is Anthony. Anthony. Why, I don't know. We're going to have to call Richard Silent Fleming Silent H guy. Game. The guy who invented well, that, more again, annoying than again, Silent G guy. This goes back to that British thing. You know, the way that the, the British language is different than the English language. It's just a different... Queen's language, they treat things at a different level. The metric system, for example. Why the metric system? Well, actually, we're the we're kind of the oh, outliers the on that. Yeah. Oh, you're right. That's yeah. a good point. Everybody else does the metric system. Yeah. We're the idiots. We're the ones. Why are we? We're the ones that still use some random measurement like for everything. Like yards versus meters. Correct. Every time there's an Olympiad, it's always the meters, right? Right, because it makes more sense. Exactly. And now we do yards. Why? Who who did this? Uh, we're stubborn. I want names. Also, last thing on this, Tim Howard seems happy with the hire, which I think is important Very good. as well. All right, Marty O, Nuggets have had some crazy moments recently, but this may have been their most exciting one of the year, right? Yeah, this is a bit of a uh, turning point in the season. The Nuggets had just gotten beaten in Utah pretty bad. They come home to play the three-win Bulls. They came out a little flat. Will Barton put them on their back, dropped 37, including this game winner. Denver's out of timeouts. They have 9.6 seconds left. Nuggets are down by one. Will Barton across the timeline. Six seconds. Goes right to the rack. Reverse layup. Good! Denver's in the lead by one. 3.2 left. No timeouts. Valentine at the half court line. Didn't get the shot off. And the Nuggets survive. The Chicago Bulls with a one-point win. And Will Barton's career-high 37. Oh, man. On the text line, 1131, my favorite British word is wanker, by the way. Sure. Okay. Thanks for contributing that. Sorry. Uh, Vic, obviously the, the Nuggets have had great wins in Portland, in Golden State, but in terms of most dramatic, it was probably Barton going coast-to-coast coast against the Bulls. Yeah, you know, Will Barton went into uh, Jimmy Butler mode in that game. He went into Victor Oladipo mode, where one guy just feels like he can make everything. I love that mode. Last night, Will Barton got back to Will Barton again. He had a stretch there, four or five games, where he couldn't hit a thing. Last night, he started draining. We tend to focus a lot on this show of those games that they gave away, you know, at Indiana, some of those. This is a game, and I know the Bulls are terrible, but the well, Nuggets they're good had, now. They're better now. They, the Nuggets had no business winning that game. They stole that they game. They were down big early. They, I think it was 39-30 after one because they clawed their way back in. I mean, they were down double digits almost immediately. They had no business winning it. They stole that game on Will Barton's back. We'll close with Broncos' dysfunction, especially at the head coach. So... When we look back at the 2017 season, we'll remember it as the year of the QB carousel. Here's VJ throughout the year trying to navigate through the mess. And the uh, results were uh, on offense, we had uh, Demaris Thomas and Trevor Simeon. We all know how special Trevor is. He's won the job because he's very smart. He's a tough guy, and he's an accurate passer. But, I mean, he is he is our quarterback, Trevor. 
You know, so in our locker room, he's on Peyton Manning's level. How about that? I thought Trevor played excellent once again. Um, very, very, very efficient with the football. No, it's not his throwing shoulder, and um, you know we're not sure um, how serious it is, but we'll know more tomorrow. We had a great week of preparation. Well, if a switch is made, it would be considered you know what's best for the football team. Well, it came down to what's best for our football team, and uh, quite frankly, what's best for Trevor's future. The team was okay with it. You know, they trust Brock. We had a great week of preparation. Well, Paxton uh, is a talent. He's our first-round pick. It's simply his turn. You know, we um, obviously changed coordinators on Monday, and we're hoping to, again, guys, um, you know, play better offensively. You haven't had one guy who's played good enough to stay in the role. Trevor is going to be our quarterback Sunday. We had a great week of preparation. We're going to have a staff meeting on Monday morning and kind of see, you know, who's 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 best for us. You know, Paxton's been really engaged since I've been here with him. You know, I've been I've been proud of Paxton. You know, how he's handled the whole year. Um, you know, his 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 want to to play and prove that he can play. That part we're going to fix, and we'll fix that. Ooh. <laughs> Holy cow! Well done, Mario. I mean, that was that. Does that not just sum up this mess? You know which one jumped out at me? I, I think I know. In our locker room, he's on the same level as Peyton Manning. Oh wow! That do you was, remember? Yeah, I do. When when he said that, I cringed. I you net rule number one in life, and you do it with your kids. You never compare one kid to the other. You'll Correct. learn that, right? You are a brother. You know that, right? Yep. You never. Ever, ever compare a third-year player to a future Hall of Famer. That is ridiculous. Well, and it would be ridiculous in Indianapolis if they compared Andrew Luck in his third year to Peyton Manning. It would be ridiculous. Anybody. It's preposterous to do it with Trevor Simeon. And that just reminds me, though, it was the training camp, the preseason, and the first four weeks of the year when everybody who was pro Trevor was doing victory laps and nothing epitomizes that more than the head coach of the team comparing him to Peyton freaking Manning. And then you look back on that now, 10, 11, 12 weeks later, it's just like, oh my gosh, how, how were they so off? How was everybody so off on this? The, the, the front office, the coaching staff, the media, a vast majority of the fans, how was everybody so off on this? Why was I lone man on that wall? I don't know. People should have been listening to you, though. I just don't have an answer. I don't have an answer. All right, guys, we we, we wrap this up. But you all you all have eleven that we played in front of you. Yeah. And if you're just joining us, we played the highlights of 2017, the stories of 2017. Vic, I'll start with you. When you when you look at these eleven, if you had to pick a top two or three, that if someone said, "Hey, Vic Lombardi, what was the story of the year in Denver sports in 2017?" What would it be for you? Are you looking to elicit an emotional response, a high, a low? What are you looking interpret for? Interpret it. Interpret it however you want. Is this interpretive dance? Ten, is this? ten years from now, when you're thinking about 2017, what's good? What are you going to remember? Nothing, really. There's nothing really that happened in 2000. I guess the one memory I'll have is this: the Rockies got back to the playoffs. And that's how I don't see I'm, my memory bank isn't as vivid as yours. You guys remember particular dates like that Nolan Arenado walk off. You guys remember when it happened. I, I don't remember when it happened. But if somebody 20 years from now said, hey, Vic, 2017, my first response will be, well, 
I can't remember yesterday, let alone 2017. But if I had to recollect, I'd say that that was the year that the the Rockies got back to the playoffs. well because it's so rare, right? You, I can tell you, 1995, 2007, 2009, 2017. That's the four years the Rockies have been to the postseason. So it's one of four in 25 years. Okay, if you want to play this game, just pick a date here in the last 10 years. Ask me. Ask me what uh, that date. Ask me what that year represents in sports. 2010. I have no idea. You don't remember anything that had happened well, in 2010. That, was that the Josh McDaniels final season? You got fired? No, was, yeah, yeah, it was. It was the year he got fired. Okay. I think the Rapids won the MLS Cup that How year. How do you remember that? I, I, that's what I'm saying. Wasn't 2010 the start of Tebow Mania, or was that 2011? That was 2011. Who cares what right? the damn date 20, was? 2012 was Manning's first year here. Yeah. So 2011. I'll was, give you guys another random so he, date. He played at the end of the 2010 season. Right. When okay. I say 2006, what comes to mind? They played in an AFC title game, right? No, that was 2005. That was 05 season, January of 06. No, but it was it was January of 06. It was Cutler replacing Jake Plummer right. right after the Thanksgiving Day loss at Kansas City. All right. Hey, Will, 1982, what comes to mind? <laughs> the NFL strike. They played nine games. Broncos went two and seven. Eight years before my time the on this earth. in the draft. Oh, I'm sorry. Use on I Chris sort of interceded. So when you think 2017, what's the big story in your book? It's the Rockies. I, and it... it, it Partially because it's the only positive, and you guys know me. That's what I tend to focus on. I don't know if it's the on. only positive. I mean, the, well, it was the it, only it was the only conclusion positive, right? Like, but team, but individual, we had positives in 2017. We sure, have to remember that. Sure, and yeah. I, you know, I think the the McKinnon thing we talked about, and the Yoki thing we talked about, it, it, it's it, the start of it in 2017. This is where I need to say something because you keep going back to nobody cares in team sports about individual accomplishments in the grand scheme of things. They care about the team. But if, I do. if McKinnon wins an MVP someday, we'll remember 2017 but as the I, turning see, point. I, I, I don't care. I, I don't. You don't care. care when the kids started to blossom into an MVP type player. My, as a sports fan, I care about how the team does. I don't care right, about so individual. My point is, if McKinnon plays at an MVP level and the Az are competing for cups in 2020, then, yeah, then if, you'll remember 2017 exact, as the start. The, the second has to come with the first. Is right. What I'm saying. The other thing that'll be memorable about 2017 is it's that's the one and done year. Of Vance Joseph. That's what we're going to remember. Mm. We're going to remember what an absolute debacle that was. So you think he's done, no matter what happens Sunday? If it's if it's dependent on what happens in the Paxton Lynch versus Patrick Mahomes game, then they're they're more incompetent yeah. and dysfunctional they're, down at Dove Valley yeah. than even I am. There's no way this game can have any play. On, you know, I talked to uh, Shane Ray yesterday on Let's Talk Football. He was in the studio. Mm-hmm. It's going to be featured tonight, 5 o'clock, Altitude TV. I asked him that, that question point blank. I said, do you think this coaching staff survives? And normally guys, oh, yeah, I love this. I don't know. That was his response. I don't know. They shouldn't survive. I don't know. Because I don't know how you're going to sell it in 2018. I don't. I thought it was a tough sell, which is why they came up with the CEO type and leader of men. It was a tough sell from the get-go. Now that we have some results, it's an unbelievably tough sell. We're going to look back at the year of like, Oh my God! Remember how bad Brock Olivo and his special teams were? Mm-hmm. They got blown out four different times. I mean, the number of things that are bad about this football team, considering how much talent is in that room, yeah. it's amazing. Real quick, what I'll remember about 2017 is the emergence of Joker, McKinnon, the Rockies. But we'll never forget that fight, man. We'll never forget to leave versus Crabtree. The chain. That yeah. was a brawl, man. Yeah. That's always going to be something. Yeah. Well, I was waiting for horses and a trident. To be honest, to emerge <laughs> on the field. Nash says it best here as we close this segment. 2017, the year of good practices and snowboarding front pages. <laughs> you got it right. Top of the hour. You got the Vic Lombardi show. 
Denver's All Sports Station. Coming up tomorrow night, the Avalanche are at home taking on the Maple Leafs. The puck drops at 7 o'clock with the pregame show getting it away at 6.35. Mark Mosher, the radio voice of the Avs, will be on the call. KKSE, Parker, Denver, home of the Nuggets, home of the Avalanche, and the most in-depth and honest Broncos analysis. Altitude 950, Denver's All Sports Station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. A lot, a lot better. Uh, the thing is, it was just, you know, those you know, those ankle injuries are just something that kind of nags, nags around and lingers. So you just got to be able to, to go out there and, and, you know, play with it and loosen it up a little bit. So I think, you know, last week they, they wanted to hold me out one more week, and this week I feel a lot better. You're starting quarterback this Sunday against the Kansas City Chiefs, Paxton Lynch. I'll be attending that game as a member of the professional broadcast media, and my intent is pretty simple. I want to weigh the psyche of the Bronco fan. Um, should I do it before or after the game? Does it matter? If if I'm going to walk around with a microphone and talk to the fans, because I want to hear from them, just their thoughts on the season, their thoughts on the future, their thoughts on what to come, should I ask these fans before as they tailgate and ready the game or after when they walk out? After. Because, the finality. It's yeah, finally but, but, over after. But, but, but might, it, might it change, like, if they have a great game and... Everything's They're not going to have a great game. Paxson's playing right. quarterback. I would do it before. They're going to be more clear thinking. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I, I don't. I well, you're make trying sure. to make good television here, right? Well, I want to make. I'd sure ask them after when they're all depressed. So you're looking for an after experience. I want a real thought of what this team needs to do next. And oh, if you get the drunk guy who's mad that they just finished five and eleven, you'll get some real thoughts, Vic. Yeah, the only thing about after it gets cold when the sun goes down, and I don't feel like walking around the parking lot. They'll be clearer thinking because they haven't had as many beverages, and they'll be clearer thinking because they won't have been influenced by what they saw in a totally meaningless game. Mm -hmm. Totally meaningless. They'll be influenced by evidence that shouldn't be considered in the evaluation of the season. Mm. But do you really think they're going to do anything that, like, you seem to think they may win Sunday. I think they are going to win Sunday. But you know what? Because you want them to go six and ten. Correct. Let's be honest here. You know, it's funny how sports works, though. And winning and losing is great. We all want your team to win. But Sunday, I'll show up at Mile High Stadium around noon. Game game kicks off at two twenty-five, and it'll be the same scene we see every week: tailgating, people smiling, people laughing, people drinking, people eating. Nothing changes there. You might have different reaction about the team, but people still partake in their event in Broncos football. Nothing changes. So I'm just curious to see what kind of what kind of angst the fans really feel. What kind of anger, venom in their voices you really get when they're all partying and hanging out and doing the same damn thing. Vic, you know who's going to be in a good mood on Saturday night? Saturday night? Nuggets fans. And we've got tickets to give away for the Sixers and the Nuggets. Joel Embiid in town. Time to play our Power 5 question of the day. What can we not get enough of today? So hot right now. Let's dive into the Power 5. By the way, one change you're going to see in the new year. We're going to change the name of the Power 5. Because when we came up with it, we haven't... Why did we come up with the name Power 5 again? Well, the original was we were going to take nominations, right, for whatever the category was. And then at the end of the show, we would... Create a power five of them. Okay. I, and you've lost me. That but, seemed like a lot of work. <laughs> you know how small. But the power five, people know what the power five is. So even though it doesn't make sense, we maybe should keep it just so people continue to know what it is. I, 
if it's not right, I, it fires me up knowing that I'm saying this is the power five question of the day, and I don't even know what the hell it means. Well, now that the cat's out of the bag, because you've told everyone, we are rolling out some new segments on January 2nd. So, uh, yeah. you know, stay tuned for some of those. We're going right, to roll out some new ideas. What, what is today's power five question of the day? All right, our question of the day on the Altitude 950 text line is 30933. We want to know your New Year's resolution. It can be serious or it can be funny. We don't really care. 30933 on the Altitude 950 text line. Our favorite one has something to do on Saturday night. You're going to Sixers Nuggets. And by the way, Vic, rarely do I get to see where these tickets are. I got to see them today. They're in the club level. Not Club Lexus, but club level, which is still a very swanky, fancy part of Pepsi Center. So Mm -hmm. club level tickets on the line. Start texting 30933, those New Year's resolutions. Are you a resolution guy? God, man. You know, I used to be. Mm-hmm. Well, I was a Lent guy, right? You have that 40 days of Lent. Sure. So it all went hand in hand. But New Year's resolutions really don't work out for me. I They last maybe three, four days. I always love going to the gym like the oh, first week after January yeah. 1. Mm. And it's just crowded and there's all these people that are on machines and they don't know what they're doing and it, your 30 minute workout now takes 45 because you have to wait for some guy to finish whatever in the hell he's doing on mm-hmm. the apparatus. I'm generally with you on that, but you know out of all those people, there are a couple that'll stick with it, so that's mm-hmm. cool at least. Okay. If you're playing the percentages for every... 50 people there. There are a handful that will stick sure. with it and get healthy. So and good for that. Yeah, that's good. Um, I, I, I'm just, I'm normally not one. It's not really, I'm not a resolution guy. I'm more of set a goal guy, right? Like a couple years ago, I was like, I was like okay, I'm going to run 500 miles this year. Wow. Okay. Let's and do you, a little and, math. And here. you kept pace. You kept tabs of that. That's, yeah, it's, I built a spreadsheet. Oh, Jesus well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just, everything is so complex. <laughs> See, not like if somebody said, Vic, run 500 miles. I would just, okay, yeah, I think I ran four it's this a, week. It's and, a little under 10 miles a I week. Mean, I run three miles when I go run. i got to run three days a week. That's not that hard. All right, so tell us, did you make it to the 500 yes, miles? Barely. Barely. Well, So what's the math on that? Like, how did you break it down? Was it, did you try to do two miles, 250 days? Like, how did you no, do I it? I do three miles every time. So okay. i got to run three days a week. In a couple week, couple weeks, I got to run four. But it, the the hard part is like right now. Yeah, right? how do you do it in the when winter? there's when there's snow? Because I'm not a treadmill. Guy. Yeah, I hate treadmills. I can't treadmill. I hate them. So I but I built my route. I have my road route, which is usually you know at least fine when it's a little snowy. And then I have the trail route. So I'm more of the goal than a resolution. I guess they're kind of the same thing. Mm-hmm. A resolution is like I'm gonna get in shape. Well, what's that mean? What does that really mean? Well, and I also think if you truly want to get in shape, it can't be a forced date, right? It's got to it's got to happen organically. It's got to happen when it happens. Because if you're just doing it for the sake of a resolution, you're not going to commit to it. But if you have a wake up call in the middle of the summer, you may commit to it. You know, you just got to let those things happen yeah. so naturally. I, I, I wrote down my resolution, as you said that. I wrote it down. Now, right. Not that I'm going okay. to abide by this by any means. It may last. 24 hours. Is it but, be nicer to James and I? No, I resolve to do nice. this every yeah. year because my biggest problem, my vice, you know, when you're going to interview for a job, someone will say, what, 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 what are your, what's your biggest weakness? Yes. What are your vices? Whatever. Mine would be, I need to stop trolling back at the trolls on Twitter because I do it all the time. And I always mock people who do it. You know, I always, I tell athletes, Hey, lay off. When people are criticizing you, you're not going to win that war. And yet I find myself doing the same damn thing. I'm an idiot. I'm a hypocrite. Last night, for example, I I tweeted video of that Nuggets 
back and forth where Jimmy Butler got the free throws, right? Mm-hmm. But when I recorded it on my phone, it recorded sideways. And somebody on Twitter said, are you even in the media? What are you doing? That's awful video. My response to him was, you're welcome. Whatever happened to thank you? Just turn your damn phone, you lazy ass. So I probably shouldn't have done that. Well, I I, I did back away from the Twitter machine in 2017, yeah. and it, it helped with my psyche. Yes, I need, I, need, I need to do that. I need to just... But well, it's funny, we talked about that Wright Thompson quote about how worthless Twitter was, and you ripped Wright for that, well, and no. now you're coming along a no, little no, bit. No, 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 no. I'm not saying Twitter is at all worth it. Twitter is a valuable tool that I cannot live without. Okay, but his it point was it's not the, worth the headache. The engagement, when people disagree with you, or you know, when people knock you, when they vilify you, when they uh, make fun of you, whatever, don't play. Just don't play that game. Yeah. Don't engage. Twitter is a, a resource we use all the time. It's necessary. Can't live without it. I mean, if, if, for example, if we were interviewing people and you had somebody work here and they said, I don't do Twitter, you you wouldn't have a job here. No, I, I would agree. Would with you. you agree? But 99.9% of the stuff on Twitter and 99.9% of the people on Twitter, it's BS. I don't need it. Yeah. I don't. It's BS. I follow roughly 150 people. Yeah. You need to follow Vic. You need to follow Dempsey. It's an echo chamber too. You can you can really cut that if you have if you have 500 people you follow you follow. I don't know tell you're doing. You can't keep up with it's it. It's not possible. You can't keep up. With you know it's funny. And I'll I'll admit something I haven't admitted to a lot of people, but I'll do oh, it all oh, here. Go. Confessional. Confessional. I follow about 375 people. At least 100 of them are muted. At least 100 are muted. Dude, I think I mute all but two. Am I muted? Hmm. Let's go to the depends. Let's go to the altitude 950 text line. Read some of these rolling in. Uh, let's see here. Seven three three five says uh, mine is to complain about the refs and wins too, not just losses. Uh, Four six two three. Mine is to complete the triple bypass bike race, which is going through what are the three passes? Vale Pass, Loveland Pass. What's the first one over here? The first know. pass. Kenosha. No, it's not Kenosha. What's, What's the one you get to Winter Park on? No, it's not the pass. That's not the one. That that one is Mary Jane Pass. What's this Birth pass, pass over here? Birthed, yeah. maybe. So anyway, Trail Ridge Road. I I ride, you know, I ride Lookout, and that takes everything out of me. For those of you who do these multiple pass bike races, all respect in the world. I don't know how you do it. My ass would. I'm sorry. My butt would hurt. You can say immensely. Once you've already said yeah, it, I am so sorry. Kind of I, I'm there. losing it this morning. One zero three three. My resolution is to devote no more time to fantasy football until at least August. I think that's smart. You don't need to be researching your quarterbacks in March. Take a little time off. No, if you're doing any fantasy football research more than a week before your draft. No, there are people who do that, though. They spend all spring no, reading about no, it. No, no, Those people need to no. get better priorities. No, well, that's no. why it's a good resolution. It's a very good resolution. Patrick says, my New Year's resolution is to start paying more attention to Manchester, who is always right, it seems. See, I, I started that. That campaign for you. Was that sarcastic or genuine no, from Patrick? I think he's genuine. Right. Don't you? I think that's the biggest story of 2017. How people's opinions have changed on my opinions. Yeah. Wow. Maybe I you mean, should get back onto the Twitter. We thing. hear this all the time. Almost every day we yeah. hear it. Uh, Dylan says, my New Year's resolution is to read more front page articles about snowboarding. <laughs> Well played, Dylan. Uh, that's the kind of sarcastic there are plenty we're looking for. There are plenty available. You know, I actually watched something yesterday as I was on the bike, a ski race that included Bodie Miller, a downhill thing. He's still skiing? Yeah. It was actually pretty good. It was exciting to watch. I really enjoyed it, to be honest with you. Great athletes, by the way. 
Those skiers, when they do that Battle of the Network Star stuff in those obstacle courses, yeah. you will find that the skiers are the most athletic of the lot. They are incredible athletes. Mm-hmm. Jeremy Bloom was a skier. But do I have Great to athlete. have the half pipe on my sports page every morning? No. Nope. Keep them coming. 30933. Someone's going to the Nuggets Sixers in the club level on Saturday night. You got the Vic Lombardi Show. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Kreckman and Harris. Coming up Thursday, Kreckman and Harris. We will recap rematch night. How did the Nuggets do in Minnesota? And were the Avs able to beat down the Coyotes? Plus, we close in on the final Broncos game. The information you need to know to be a good fan in this last game. There isn't any information that you need to know. But tune in anyways, Kreckman and Harris on Thursday. Every weekday afternoon 3 to 6 only on altitude 950 buying or selling a home doesn't have to be stressful now there's a one-stop shop where they treat you right metro 21 real estate group is taking the pain out of buying or selling a home lucas acres and his team of agents are all over the denver area and they can help you save money why pay a six percent commission fee With Metro 21 Real Estate Group, the total commission rate is as low as 3.99%. Call 303-430-HOME to find out how they can help you. Or check them out online at Metro21Homes.com to see the value of your home and to see what Lucas and his team can do for you. Whether you're looking for a home or selling yours, give them a call. It's Metro 21 Real Estate Group, 303-430-HOME. That's 303-430-HOME, Metro 21 Real Estate Group. And tell them you heard about what they have to offer on the radio. Hey, man, haven't seen you in a while. You still working at that warehouse by the airport? Yep, I've been there a little over five years now. How much are they paying you? About eleven fifty an hour. Eleven <laughs> fifty? Really? Well, why don't you come work with me at the Safeway Distribution Center? The starting pay is $17.15 per hour. Wow. I can start out making $17.15 an hour? Oh, yeah. And that's just the starting pay. After being employed for two and a half years like me, you'll make $24.50 per hour. Plus, you'll receive raises along the way. That's incredible. Do they offer benefits? Yes, sir. You'll get an amazing benefits package once your probationary period ends. How do I apply? Just log on to SafewayDenverDC.com. Safeway, a company you can retire with, is hiring full-time employees for their order selector positions, working in the distribution center located on I-70 between Colorado Boulevard and Monaco. The starting pay is $17.15 per hour. Apply right now at SafewayDenverDC.com. That's SafewayDenverDC.com. Safeway is a drug-free workplace. Must be at least 18 years old to apply. Now, there's a morning newscast that moves at the speed of Denver. Good morning, everybody. I'm Megan O'Halloran. And I'm Kirk Yonke, bright and early. And gives you an edge all day long. New details overnight. New this morning. Breaking overnight. Get your morning moving with Megan O'Halloran, Kirk Yonke, pinpoint weather with Greg Dutra, and time-saver traffic with Sam Boyd. Still looking at some slow speeds out there. On the Fox 31 Morning News, starting at 4.30 tomorrow. Berg Simpson is a law firm with a national reputation and proven results. Berg Simpson, your fighters for justice when the game is on the line. Go to BergSimpson.com. That's B-U-R-G Simpson.com. Good lawyers changing lives. This is Holly Kammerer of the Berg Simpson Law Firm. If you've been injured, don't leave the important choice of legal representation to just anyone. We have proven results, and you can check for yourself at BergSimpson.com. That's BergSimpson.com. Berg Simpson, good lawyers changing lives. 
The skills you can develop as a soldier in the Army National Guard can give you an edge in the high-tech job market of tomorrow. The Guard offers career training to take advantage of your skills in science, technology, engineering, and math that can help give you a leg up to a high-paying and rewarding STEM profession. Get a head start on your career while earning money to pay for college. Log on to NationalGuard.com to learn about all of the STEM career opportunities in the Army National Guard. Sponsored by the Colorado Army National Guard. Aired by the Colorado Broadcasters Association at this station. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Yeah, I mean, uh, all across the board, 21 points, 8 assists, 7 rebounds. Uh, And one thing I I think you could really tell the difference defensively second half, I thought Jamal did a much better job of being physical and injured the ball in the second half. Uh, He made Jeff Teague and the other guards feel them, whereas in the first half they didn't feel us at all. Uh, But his playmaking, his aggressiveness, and his rebounding are all all, all positives, and uh, hopefully he can continue to do that for us. Uh, Jamal Murray, again, is blossoming before our very eyes, and Coach just said it right there. The difference between the first half and second half with the Nuggets, the guards pressing on the perimeter, forcing the action, forcing the Wolves to do what they did not want to do. That's what changed the game. That's how the Nuggets got back into it. Doing that is easier said than done. It requires more energy, more effort, more hustle, and the Nuggets brought it in the second half. I guess that's that's partially encouraging to me because it's controllable, and it's partially discouraging to me because it's controllable. Well, I, it's controllable at the same time, but you have to understand. And not not going, here we go again, going all field day. Warning, warning, field day. Second game of a back-to-back. They're probably tired as all get out. That first quarter, it takes, the blood's got to get flowing, right? It's got to get flowing. Let's go, let's go. I get it, but don't you think the the, the two biggest problems with this team in terms of consistency are they don't come out and give a defensive effort all the time. And Nikola Jokic is not aggressive enough on offense a lot of times. So their problems are assertiveness. Okay, that's again, that's controllable, so that encourages me because you can coach people to do that. But it's also like, man, why? Why are we this many games in or this many years into some of these guys' careers and, and they're still having to be told that and, and, and coached about that? So I'm, I'm sort of on the fence about it because it just seems like something of like, man, defense is about effort, effort and attitude, yeah. right? Real quick, all three of us were, were upset by that loss last night. We all had the perspective of it was a back to back. I get it. And I don't want to put words in your mouth. It's okay to be upset. But that's what I'm getting at. Like, that shows you how good this team is and how much they've turned the corner that a random Wednesday night in Minnesota, I went to bed like, and that's a good thing, right? Because that means this team is good. Don't ever do that face again, by the way, man. Well, yeah. no one saw it but you, so I don't really care. They're watching right there. Well, they probably, he was angled. By the way, um, we're giving Marty O a lot of airtime. That must be our, our newest New Year's it resolution. It is time for the morning sugar fix. Sugar. It's time for your morning sugar fix. Instant sugar high. Sugar high. Sugar high. Sugar high. Brought to you by Lamar's Donuts. Going beyond the news to bring you the sweet stories. By the way, we'll get back to our Power 5 question of the day in the next segment just to uh, reward you, those Nuggets tickets. Yes, we will pick a winner, and we'll talk to Mark Moser, see what his New Year's resolutions are. sugar, um, I don't know if you guys go back and forth on what kind of sugar, what kind of product you use in your coffee, Mm -hmm. but I was on that Stevia thing for a while. Which color packet is that? I don't know. 
colorblind. Uh, it's that fake, fake stuff. Stevia, yeah. It's all fake. Yeah. So I was doing that for a while because they said it was healthier for you. And then one day, a couple weeks ago, I walk in and I, and I go back to the, is it extra? No, extra's gum. Oh. They're Splenda. Equal. 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 Oh, so equal. I went back That's to that one. Pink or blue? I, dude, I'm colorblind. Sweet and low is pink. Equal is blue. Splenda is yellow. Oh, That's tastes, what it is. It tastes so good. Real quick trivia because you're in such a trivia mode. Who kills who with Stevia in one of your favorite shows ever? Breaking Bad? Yeah. I can't remember the name of Walt, the character. Walt kills Lydia with Stevia. You just gave it away for with people who haven't Stevia? seen it. Well, it was an actual Stevia. Oh, remember? Oh, my God. Okay, spoiler alert. Breaking Bad's nine years old. Sorry. Remember when Walt calls Lydia at the very end after he's been shot? Yeah. And he says, and Lydia's sick, and he says, oh, and by the way, I put a bunch of ricin in your stevia. Because oh, remember yeah, okay. the ricin? I do remember all the ricin. I just don't remember that's how he gave it to her. He put it in her... Because remember Lydia was obsessed with her stevia? Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. I got it. I got it. What's up, Sorry. Marty? Hey, guys. You guys are actually making me work back here. <laughs> Usually got my feet kicked up at this point, so thanks. <laughs> well, you will have like a three-week vacation coming up. So oh, that's so. right. I got that coming up. Okay, Denzel Washington turns 63 today. Favorite Denzel Washington. Training day, and it's not even close. My man. Yes, sir. Training day. It's got, got remember the Titans. It's got to be there. remember the Titans, I was going to no. say. No. Training day. What's the one where he's the, the it's him and Travolta in the train taking of Pelham 1, 2, 3 or whatever? I don't remember it. That's how good yeah, that movie that was. It doesn't make the cut. I like Flight. Flight was also good. He I have not the, seen uh, that. I have no idea what the hell that movie is. Never heard of that one. Also some other good ones. I mean, come on, Training Day was raw. It was real. It training was, Day is very, very, very good. What about it. the Book of Eli? Have you guys seen that? I have no idea what you're talking about. How about the Hurricane? Oh, that was a damn good movie. Ruben, Ruben, Carter. Ruben Carter. Ruben Carter. That's a great damn movie. Damn good movie. All right, I'm going with the sports movie. Ruben Carter's got that song about him, right? Yes, the Hurricane. Yeah, because yeah. he got locked up uh -huh. unfairly. Yeah. He's also Not really good. good. The Broncos, Ruben Carter, by the way. Okay. He's also really good in The Pelican Brief. That's a T and Julia Roberts. It's yes. a John Grisham book. Yes, this is, this that was very good movie. movie. That's very good. It's no training day, but whatever. All right, John Legend turns 38. I uh, I like that last name. What do you guys think about uh, me kind of popping in uh, Legend instead oh, of Oleskowitz? I like his wife. Marty Legend? Marty Legend. Marty Legend. I like it. Hey, did you hear the story about his wife, by the way? Yeah, she went to, uh, she was on a flight to, to Tokyo. Tokyo. Was it Tokyo? Yeah. This is a ridiculous story. Wait, when did you guys hear this? Cause I haven't uh, heard this. The last couple days. Yeah, so okay. she's on a flight from LA to Tokyo. They're four hours into the flight. Okay. They realize someone on the plane is on the wrong plane. Ooh. They turn around and come back. That's crap. No, that's, that's bull. Man, I, I almost wow. cursed. Wow. I almost cursed. Why wouldn't you just go to Tokyo? Yeah. The other 250 people on the plane, or however many it is, they get penalized. Get where they're supposed to go, and you just send that person back. Exactly oh, that's right. a joke. What airline, Marty? Uh, a and I, I don't know what ANA is, but it was ANA. Alcoholics Anonymous? Yes, that was it. Uh, <laughs> on the Pond Airways, I believe. What was she going to Tokyo for? Uh, some modern Who knows what she says, yeah. Who's she, What's her name? Chrissy, Chrissy Teigen. Teigen. I couldn't imagine having been on a plane for four and a half hours. Wait. At this point, your butt's starting to hurt. You're tired. You're getting grumpy. And the, the, the pilot says, uh, excuse me? I am yeah. so confused. I thought we were talking about Marty's wife this whole time. <laughs> no. What the hell? It was John, something about Marty's wife. John Legend's wife, dude. No, Marty's not Marty wife. Legend. John I thought Legend. Marty's wife was going to Tokyo. I'm like, man, your wife's like involved in some serious international business no, here. No, no, no. But no. so John you're, you're nine hours wife. in, right? Oh, You've been on a plane okay. for nine hours, and all you're you're right back where you started. That's that, I, I can't I, be the only one who thought we were talking about Marty's. Not wife. a single person thought you were talking about Marty's wife. I was wondering why you're so into the story. I gave. Can I give you my worst story ever? Like, across, aren't you guys going to Kansas across in a week? the Pacific? Yes. On a similar flight. The worst story in the history of flying. 
this is worse than Amelia Earhart just suddenly coming off the radar. Well, you're still here, so I can't imagine it's worse than I don't know how that. I'm still here after this. Coming back from the Pro Bowl five years ago, back of the flight with Broncos coaches, I'm seated right next to the likes of Eric Studisville and all these guys coming back from the Pro Bowl. Okay. I've told you this story. Commercial flight? Commercial flight. No, I haven't heard this story. I've told, I've told you this story. You have story. not told me this story. We're flying from Honolulu to San Francisco. We're about an hour in. Guy two rows in front of me, older gentleman, crapped himself all over the place. Oh mm. my god! All over the, all over the, all <laughs> over the seats, all over, all, all over the eye. I, I mean, all right, we get, we get it, we get it. You definitely have not told us this story. At no point did they turn the flight around like they did for Chrissy Teigen. We had to endure, we had to endure six hours over the Pacific in that in that climate in that environment. That's horrendous. Is there anything, if there was a detail they could add to this story, that would make it okay that they turned the plane around? Like, what if it was a six-year-old? I mean, if there was a, a, a physical health ailment or like that yeah. you needed to see a doctor, obviously. He was supposed to. Obviously. It was a person who was flying to somewhere for a transplant yeah. and got on the wrong flight. Yeah. Why didn't obviously. they dump this person in Hawaii, too? There, there was a middle ground there you could have uh-huh. done. I got a better idea. That's why you carry parachutes and you give, <laughs> you're out. Perry shoes. Perry shoes. Perry shoes. <laughs> oh, how did I pronounce that one word that day? <laughs> I don't know. I thought, yeah, that one word that one day. The mashup of mispronounced words from this show for the year would have been phenomenal. Would have been a lot of HW. Right? Only one for me would have been Giancarlo. <laughs> I, 2008, the Lions put the finishing touches on an 0-16 season. I remember this being such a huge deal back then. The uh, Browns are about to do it on Sunday, and it's not that big of a deal. Name the starting quarterback or quarterbacks on that 0-16 Lions Did Dan Orlovsky? I was going to say Orlovsky comes to mind. That name does come to mind. Was he the tall dude? Yeah, just and just brutal. Just a brutal. Has a tall player. dude ever been a good NFL quarterback? Like when no. I say tall, like six seven. Six. Oh, Brock, your bro hug boy. Tall and lanky is not necessarily what you want in a quarterback. Small forward? Sure. Uh, let's see here. Their quarterbacks, Dan Orlovsky started seven. Okay. John Kitna started four. I was going to guess him, actually. You know what's funny? Boy, Donuts on me in the new year. You both got ten seconds for the third guy who started five games. Ten seconds. Ten. Nine. Eight. Seven. Six. Five. Four. You don't think of this guy as a lion. Three, two, no clue. One. Matt Salabaster. Zero. This is this blows my mind, boys. Dante Culpepper. Oh wow! I really started five games mm-hmm. on that team. Did anybody huh. have a more punchable face than John Kitna? No, pretty punchable. Uh, Jeff Garcia. He was yeah. close. Good point. He was close. All right. So since this is the last show with everybody here, I want to do a little uh, year in Twitter. Do you guys know what the most retweeted tweet Are you dying of the year? Let me last show with everybody here. Of I'm 2017. Of oh, okay. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm, I'm out not tomorrow, Vic. You just got to deal with me and Marty and Jesse tomorrow, Vic. Some would say you've been out for months, but anyway. Nine, <laughs> nine segments of Marty tomorrow. Uh, right, retweeted three, tweet of the year. Top three okay. retweeted tweets of the year. Something I remember something breaking the record, which was the Ellen DeGeneres yeah. Oscar photo was well, the most retweeted. Good. Oh, it was the Wendy's Nuggets kid. Yeah. 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 Did you know about this? I had no idea until what I looked yeah. How about LeBron going off on Trump? That was like number five. Okay. No, it was the Wendy's Nuggets kid was one, right? 
Yeah, that was number what one. Is, what is the Wendy's? What, he what said like this? a million retweets, I get free nuggets for life. And Wendy said deal, and the kid got a million retweets. No, he said, uh, hey, Wendy's, how many retweets for nuggets for life? And they said, how about 18 million? And he goes, okay. And then I went viral, and it got like uh, 3.8 million retweets. Uh, so he came short of his goal. Oh, yeah. Poor kid. They still gave him free nuggets for a year, though. All right, we got Moe's coming up. What are the other two? No, right, number two was Obama's last nuggets. tweet in the uh, White Op- or the uh, <laughs> White House. And then uh, number three, Penn State said they donate 15 cents for every re- retweet for Hurricane Harvey. They uh, ended up donating almost $200,000. Nice. Good for Penn State. Good for job. an institution that I don't like, it's good to see that they did something right. Uh, I'm going to read some of these uh, texts. With Moj? Oh, is Moj up next? Yeah, I told you that like four times. Uh, I'm losing. I got three hours sleep. Where's my Perry shoot? You got the Vic Lombardi show. <laughs> I am so confused. I thought we were talking about Marty's wife this whole time. (laughs) This has been your morning sugar fix. Brought to you by Lamar's Donuts. Going beyond the news to bring you the sweet stories. Scott Aces here. Urology cancers, including prostate, kidney, and bladder, are among the top ten cancers diagnosed in men. At Porter Advantage Hospital, part of the Centura Health Cancer Network, they are pioneers in robotic urology surgeries, performing more than anyone in the entire Rocky Mountain region. In fact, they've been named among the top 5% in the nation for prostate surgery three years in a row. Learn more about their minimal incisions, maximum expertise at porterhospital.org slash urology. Hey, my friends, it's Emily, and I know this is going to be uncomfortable, but we need to have a talk. No offense, but I see way too many of the same old boring cars on the roads. We live in one of the most beautiful states in the country, and let's face it, your cars have no personality. I want you to join me in the revolution and start to think mini. With all-wheel drive and room for five in the Mini Countryman and Clubman, you could have a ride good-looking enough for Colorado with tons of mile-high style. Go see my friends at Shomp Mini for incredible year-end offers. Shomp Mini, one price. One person, one hour, shopmini.com. Next time you want to drive up the hill to play at the casinos in Central City, don't crawl up that old twisty canyon stuck behind slow buses and gravel trucks. Do what I do. Take I-70 to the Central City Casino Parkway. It's a quick, easy, scenic drive. And best of all, it's a modern four-lane highway. Central City offers everything you need. Hotels, dining, bars open 24-7, and live casino action day or night. So remember, don't take old twisty. Cruise I-70 to the parkway and take the four lanes to fun. The breakfast burrito, mostly. Sam's number three. I'm a sucker for burritos, and then you make a breakfast, and I'm in. I love their home fries, and I love the tomatillo sauce. Love the green chili here. Everything looked really good, and then I turned the page and saw there was a whole other page of breakfast. I think there's a taste for everybody. I love the menu. It's a great selection. Well, it's been a long-held tradition in my family. I've been coming here since I was a little girl. Sam's number three in Aurora off Havana and Parker in Glendale off Cherry and Leedsdale and downtown at 15th and Curtis. Soft is a good word. Save hundreds on your next Yukon, Buick Encore, Sierra 1500, or Acadia at Sus Buick GMC. At Sus, there are no dealer fees ever. The price you see is the price you pay plus tax. Sus saves you hundreds on their vast selection of over 500 new and used cars and trucks. So when you're looking at the sleek and powerful new GMC terrain on Sus.net, you can focus on how you'll spend the hundreds you saved. Sus Buick GMC, where they treat you like family. Family owned for over 35 years at 1301 South Havana in Aurora. When bad weather hits, be ready. Let Goodyear help during our biggest event. 
Now through December 31st, 2017, get up to $200 back on select Goodyear tires. That includes the new Assurance Weather Ready, offering Goodyear's best all-weather traction for Mother Nature's worst. Plus, ask about special financing. See store for details. Stop by Roadmasters Auto and Tire Center in North Glen, Lafayette, and Boulder, or RoadmastersAuto.com. The Altitude 950 hotline is now open. Call 303-753-0950 to join the show. Lead pass finds Ritten and down the left wing. Quick reshot. Score! Miko! Rips it inside the near post past the blocker of Rata. And the Avs have tied the game at one. With 16.04 to go here in period number one for Rantanen. His 11th goal of the season. You know, listening to Moj call an avalanche game, it's it's poetry. It really is. It's so much harder than it sounds. And I, and I don't understand how you can see the action from where he stands high above Pepsi Center. But he does it. He gets through it, and he does it so professionally. Moj, welcome to the Vic Lombardi Show. I know your show's coming up a little bit later, but I want to give you that credit. I want to give you as much affection as I can early in this interview. How you doing? That's very that's very kind of you, because I know that uh, something's going to be happening later on when you hammer no, no, me about something. Nothing. So I appreciate the buttering up first. Well, the, the one problem I have, and I did this forever, and uh, this is idiotic, is I always used to do when I did local uh, highlights, when I did local sports for Channel 4, I'd say, and here come the abs in the second quarter. They're not quarters, they're periods. Quit calling them yeah, quarters. I, I did that I, all I, the time. I, I talked to Ryan Harris sometimes. He's like, hey, I want to come hang out with, for a game with you. I'm like, that sounds good. He's like, hey, can I hit him up during one of the half times? I'm like, <laughs> dude. <laughs> yeah, there's two half times, buddy. Yeah, exactly. He makes me laugh. What? The hell happened last night. I contend I if the know. Avs fall short of the know. playoffs, if they fall four points shy of the playoffs, two games, Buffalo at home, Arizona at home. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, you know, Arizona, it, it's one of those things, again, Vic, when you look at the game last night, it's basically a matter of what the Avs did to themselves. And by did to themselves, I mean, the Arizona Coyotes didn't necessarily inflict their will too much. It's the Avs just never really got going for a while. I mean, they got going with about four or five minutes left in the second period. You know, they had the big kill on the five-on-three, and then they got going in the third period. They were the, the more active team, the better team. They hit a couple of posts, but they were down by a goal 2-1, and it's just one of those games where it seemed like everybody was sort of, you know, just, just kind of swimming a little bit to start the game, just kind of, you know, losing puck battles, not not quick to the puck, you know, spending way too much time in their own end. It's just like... Uh, they're still on Christmas break a little bit, you know, and the Coyotes fly in and they're, they got nothing to lose. They had eight wins on the season coming into the game and they just kind of started skating around and, and just, you know, just being stronger on the puck and just, just working a little bit harder than the abs and the abs just never got themselves really in a groove enough to be able to pull themselves out of it. So I think it is a disappointing loss, especially when you look at the way the schedule lays out. Now eight of the next nine are on the home ice. To me, what this means that now, and kind of like the Nuggets sometimes, is that mm-hmm. now you are going to have to win a game. That you're not that supposed to. You did yeah. not expect to win, yeah. correct. Yeah. Well, you know, that's sports, though. And, that, and that's happened already with the Nuggets. You're right. I mean, listen, I went on that road trip, Portland-Golden State. If you had asked me, what are the chances the Nuggets sweep Portland-Golden State in back-to-backs, I'd say no chance. They did. So you never know. That's why we watch, Moj. That's why we follow. That's exactly right. Uh, but, but, t- you, but, you got, you got some, but here's the thing now is you got – you got some good teams coming in here. I mean, Toronto's a good team. Austin Matthews is back. That's going to be big. The New York Islanders, 
they score a billion goals a game, and they're they're playing good. I mean, they give up a lot too because their goaltending is not great. But when you look at the way they can put the puck in the back of the net, man, I mean, you just got some some tough games coming up on this home stretch now. And last night was not a freebie by any means. It's not. I mean, every team in the league can compete, but it's one of those ones where you're the better team. You can inflict your will. And I was talking to some of the Arizona Coyotes guys, like. So that's just in that first period. It's as good as the Coyotes right now really can play. I mean, that's that's about it. And they weren't great. Is my point. You know what I mean? They weren't a great club. It's just that they outworked the Abs to begin the game, and the Abs couldn't get in the groove. The uh, absence of Tyson Berry, and it's going to be a, a long term thing. When I say long term, possibly six, seven weeks. Who knows? Uh, you never know with fractures. How big a factor was that last night? How big a factor will it be? To me, it's a factor big time, especially on the breakouts out of your own zone. I mean, he's obviously a great passer. He provides an awful lot offensively, not only five on five, but certainly on the power play. So, you know, the Abs did not score the power play last night. They did get they did get a couple of opportunities. Yeah, I thought they could have gotten more opportunities. They thought late in the game that the Brad Watson and Dave Jackson, uh, Denver residents, I thought they they swallowed the whistle a little bit. That's just my opinion. But they're going to miss him. I mean, they really are, which means other guys are going to have to step up. They're going to have to find that scoring on a, on a more consistent basis. And, you know, laying, laying one goal on Antiranta on your home ice is just is, is not going to get it done. They're going to have to score more. And, you know, you love the six-goal outburst in Arizona on Saturday night, but they, they've got to find a way to give their goalie, you know, three a game, four a game if they can, and, and they'll win a lot of hockey games if they can do that. Hey, what's this whole, all this hubbub? Because I, I see you tweet about it, and unfortunately I was working in a Nuggets game, so I can't do what you do. The uh, the Canadian junior team that features a couple Avalanche players, future Avalanche players that played really well. Tell us more. Yeah, yeah. The first, well, the first two picks in the draft for the Ads last year, they, of course, they lost the lottery. Not the first spot, not the second spot, but also the third spot. So they picked fourth last year. But they, they drafted a kid named Kale McCarr, who's now playing at, at UMass. But he made the Canadian junior national team on the on the back end as a defenseman, of course. And then they, they have number two pick, the 32nd overall pick in the draft, number one of the second round, Connor Timmons, who I thought also had a great training camp. I mean, he was... He was really good with the abs. He also made the Canadian Junior National Team, and they've both been playing. They both played the first two games. McCarr, not as much in the first game, but last night he played uh, really well, had two assists on the six goals that um, that the uh, the Canadians threw up last night. And, and Timmons had an assist on, on one of the goals as well. And so I follow – I don't know how you feel about stats, guys. I don't know how you feel about, like, the, the analytics guys. I think there's a definite place for it. I also know what I see, right? And you have guys who are now charting the the Canadian World Junior National Team and the defenseman breakouts and touches and so on and so forth. And it's all very scientific. And both guys have looked really good so far. I mean, Canada's 2-0, but both guys have looked really good. But to have, you know, two of the top, uh, let's say call it overall, eight defensemen in Canada of that age be your first two picks last year. I mean, that's a a great get for Joe Sackick and company. I mean, these guys, it just shows that, that obviously they're, they're amongst the very elite defensemen of their age in all of Canada, which is saying something. And and both these guys are projected to be very good players in the National Hockey League in the future. So it may makes you feel good, especially when you you're concerned about building the back end. And yet you've got to build through the draft, especially defensemen. You've got to draft them. You've got to groom them. You've got to be patient with them because that's just the way it goes in the NHL. But having both those guys get major minutes right now, especially last night for Team Canada and the World Juniors, and we'll see more of it as the tournament goes on, 
it's great experience, and it bodes well for the future of this Avalanche Blue Line. Uh, historically, Toronto's coming to town tomorrow night. Um, what's the uh, outlook? How many Leafs fans show up at Pepsi? Is it one of those obnoxious like Blackhawk games, or are they pretty uh, pretty normal with themselves there? Yeah, it's not. It's not like well, you know, you and I have talked about this a billion times. Mm-hmm. Blackhawks fans, Wild fans, yeah. Blues fans, Stars fans, Penguins the fans, Penguins fans. You're paying what's been. Where, where, are all, where are all these people come from? Yeah, those places. Where do they come from? I, I don't know how you do it, though, during the course of a game. Like, if I'm calling the Avs Penguins and I hear the Let's Go Penguins chant in the middle of the game, I, I, I'd i curse. I, I don't know how how do you proceed calling the game when you hear stuff like that. No, it gets frustrating to me, man, especially when, when the Blackhawks fans come to town. Uh, you know, or live here, whatever. There, there aren't as many Maple Leaf fans, but because they're such an iconic franchise, yeah. an original six, yeah. and, and because people gravitate toward them, even if they've never even stepped foot in Canada, you know, you'll have plenty of Leafs fans there. Hey, by the way, I saw your tweet last night where you were mad at somebody. Apparently somebody told you you were being too Denver oh, homerish. post-game show. So me and Hans are doing the post-game show. Nuggets lose, obviously, a wild game, right? And so we're about three segments. And by the in. way, great comeback for the Nuggets. I mean, that was a that was a character comeback. I mean, listen, Jimmy Butler hits threes. That's what he does. Yeah, oh, of course. That's why they went and got and by, Jimmy. So let me say this though: while while we're in the in the complaining mode, and I'm certainly good at that, these phantom foul calls late in the game. I'm so sick of it. That was my piping hot take, especially the three uh, yeah, point you know, three and, point and shots. Like so and, and, and Jokic can't get himself a foul call. But but you can breathe on a guy with onion breath and and, and he's and he's at the line for two. Come on, man. I get it. It works both ways. It's you know a lot of them are homework calls, but I get it. You know Nuggets will get a few of those. But back to what I was saying, we're doing the post game show and we're talking about how the Nuggets you know performed and how they rallied from nineteen. And I got a couple random tweets from people saying, "Oh man, you guys are such homers on this post game show." Uh, you know what about this and that for uh, Minnesota? And I just went off. I said, "Dude, you're watching a Nuggets." Post game show in Denver, Colorado. What do you expect to hear on a Nuggets post game show? If you want the T Wolves perspective, I will buy you a bus ticket. Go up to Minneapolis, St. Paul in minus eight degree weather and watch their post game show. How easy would that be for you? That's all. So, did it feel like an entitled Minnesota fan? I don't know. Whatever is it is. That, is that what it was? You, know, you, you battle it all the time, and perhaps I should have been a bit more professional, but we know I'm not, and that's just the way it works. Uh, sorry. Hey, what is your New Year's resolution? Because I probably won't talk to you before the New Year. Do you have one? Uh, no, that's a great question. I'll probably just break it anyway. <laughs> Good point. I mean, give me, give me, give me. Yeah, I'm going to quit you in uh, uh, Copenhagen. Took me yeah, 22 I mean, years, bro. Hey, if you need help, I'll help you. It took me 22 years, and I finally stopped. 22. Didn't, didn't you ask me for a chew on the golf course last summer? All right, that'll do it for Mark Mosher. Thank you very much for joining us. The Mosher Show from 1 o'clock to, I think he, does he host a show on this? Yeah, and, and I don't know how often you listen to their show, Vic, but one of their biggest shticks is they're still mad that you beat him for Employee of the Month. They still won't let it go. I don't blame them. That's what happens. So it's you versus Todd Gurley this month. Did you hear that? Oh, because he's part of the, yeah, you know. <laughs> Girl, you got nothing on me, brother. <laughs> he could be Employee of the Month. He might be NFL MVP. When we come back, final segment, we'll read some of your texts. We will reward the Power 5 winner of the day. 
your New Year's resolutions. Be creative. Don't suck up. A lot of you guys are sucking up to us. We don't play that game. And we'll do Denver sports resolutions, Vic, for our teams. You, Manchester, and myself, what do we need to see from them in 2018? Thanks, Moj. You got the Vic Lombardi Show. All right, homeowners, uh, you have to sell that house. We're getting to that point. New year approaching. Troy Hansford of the Hansford Real Estate Team is the only agent you need to call, and he's going to make you the following offer. He'll sell you a home at a price and a time you agree on, or he'll cut you a check for $5,000. He's got a marketing system, a proven marketing system that works. Give him a call today, 720-900-4433. That is 720-900-4433. Tune in tomorrow on Altitude as your Colorado Avalanche look to defend home ice against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Watch on Altitude tomorrow starting at 6 p.m. with puck drop at 7 p.m. Altitude brings you all the best hockey action from the ice to the locker room all season long. For more behind-the-scenes exclusives and game previews, follow Altitude on Twitter and like us on Facebook. Altitude Sports, your TV home of the Colorado Avalanche. At Morningstar Senior Living at Ridgegate, simple little things make all the difference. For we know that in the details, senior living becomes senior loving. Our beautiful new community in Lone Tree celebrates senior living in the modern age. We offer suites for independent and assisted living, and for memory care. Morningstar, casting a new light in Lone Tree. Call 720-545-1645. 720-545-1645. John Elway here. Nothing's better than being at home. The people of Colorado agree, and they trust American Financing for their home loans. They have helped tens of thousands of Coloradans. Now's the time to refinance. You can consolidate debt, pay off high interest rate credit cards, and save money each month. It only takes 10 minutes to pre-qualify, and you may close in as fast as 10 days. What makes me a fan? They have only salary-based mortgage consultants and don't believe in pressure. Pressure is fine on the field, but not for your home loan. American Financing has no upfront fees and will customize a loan program to fit your financial goals. The Better Business Bureau has given them an A rating. If you're even thinking about refinancing or purchasing a home, call American Financing today at 303-695-7000. This is John Elway. See what they can do for you before the rates go up. American Financing, Colorado's home for home loans. NMLS 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. Do you have a hankering for some real, authentic, quality Colorado Mexican food? Make your way down to Rayel de Minas. Experience the ambiance and taste of Mexico with their meals prepared from the freshest of ingredients. And when you're in the mood to unwind, the happy hours at Rayel de Minas will help. Live music, karaoke, and delicious, authentic Mexican food, it's Rayel de Minas with four convenient locations. Find the location closest to you and drool over their online menu at Rayel de Minas Restaurant. Small, uncomfortable, not practical. At Shop Mini, they've heard it all. It's time to think differently about Mini. The 2017 Countryman has more interior space than the Audi Q3 and the Mercedes-Benz GLA 250. Plus, it's a lot more fun to drive with legendary go-kart handling and fit and finish within that'll make everyone lucky enough to drive with you envious. Take advantage of an exceptional offer. 0% APR for 72 months on a wide selection of 2017 Mini Countryman. Shop Mini. One price, one person, one hour. Deep Eddie Vodka is an award-winning small-batch American-made vodka handcrafted in Austin, Texas. 
Texas. Distill 10 times, gently charcoal filtered 6 times, ensuring a clean, subtle, smooth flavor. Deep Eddy Vodka also has 6 delicious flavored vodkas created with all natural ingredients. These infusions include ruby red grapefruit, sweet tea, peach, cranberry, lemon, and newest release orange. Deep Eddy Vodka is 100% gluten-free and always reminds you to please day drink responsibly. Buying or selling a home doesn't have to be stressful. Now there's a one-stop shop where they treat you right. Metro 21 Real Estate Group is taking the pain out of buying or selling a home. Lucas Akers and his team of agents are all over the Denver area, and they can help you save money. Why pay a 6% commission fee? With Metro 21 Real Estate Group, the total commission rate is as low as 3.99%. Call 303-430-HOME to find out how they can help you. Or check them out online at Metro21Homes.com to see the value of your home and to see what Lucas and his team can do for you. Whether you're looking for a home or selling yours, give them a call. It's Metro 21 Real Estate Group, 303-430-HOME. That's 303-430-HOME. Metro 21 Real Estate Group. And tell them you heard about what they have to offer on the radio. Sam's number three is delicious. You know, the atmosphere, the people, the food, everything's just... It looked good at the table behind me, so I thought I'd try it too. Oh, wide selection. I love the menu. The waitresses and waiters here still remember me from when I was little. Oh, I'm going all-American cheeseburger today. I'm having the Greek burrito today. I come to Sam's because the alcoholic beverages are good. Sam's number three in Aurora, Savannah, Parker, and Glendale, off Terry Creek in Leedsdale, and downtown 15. Than Curtis. Oh, I said you can't come here and not like the food. Altitude 950, Denver's all sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Time for today's edition of Know Your Abs, brought to you by CSU Global Campus. At CSU Global Online, education isn't another thing we do. It's all we do. So during last night's game, what did Moj tell listeners about Joe Sackick's place in franchise history? He's got a lot of places in franchise history, but he said something specific to that account. Be the first caller. 303-753-0950. 303-793-0950. Give us the answer, and you win a pair of tickets to an upcoming Avs home game. Those tickets will probably be on the 15th against the Ducks. It is Martin Luther King Day, so it'll be a day game on Martin Luther King Day against uh, the Ducks. I've, I've got to read you this story. Before we get to it, though, let, let's go ahead and reward our Power 5 winner of the day. Some great text coming in on your New Year's resolutions. Um, just a couple off the uh, text line here. Uh, from Adam, he says, My New Year's resolution is to make my mom pay for Rockies playoff tickets. I mean, to attend more Rockies games this year with my mom. <laughs> We split it 50-50. That's pretty good. I paid good. for my flight and my ticket. She paid for her flight and her ticket. I that promise you that. That is uh, funny, though. This is from Trent and Littleton. Vic has inspired a new resolution for me. I want to go skydiving. I will make sure to have a pair of headphones blasting Journey with the vocal backing of Steve Perry before deploying my parachute. <laughs> <laughs> These are some good ones, Vic. Do you want to hear what we awarded the winner, though? Uh, please. Yeah. The winner is the weatherman. My resolution is to ignore, <clears throat> excuse me, ignore Manchester's lightning weather takes. Admittedly, he's been right on everything but those. Yeah. 
That's uh, from the Enlighten weather. people of your lightning takes. Yeah, you have some fire lightning takes. I think we're overdramatic with the let's evacuate the entire stadium anytime that there's <gasps> the forecast of lightning within 20 miles of the stadium. You think we hot take the moon. Dude, you hot take something that could kill you. Dude, there were lightning delays and it wasn't even raining. It was not even raining, and they're in a weather delay. That's absurd. It can lightning without rain. And again, rain. find me the story where it's like, yep, they didn't evacuate, and you know, an entire section got wiped out. And I'll say, okay, time to start being preventative. How we've many people has the, how many people has the moon killed? We've just become. I've never said it was. Uh, I don't. I don't understand the analogy. There, here. They don't there, go hand in hand. Is there lightning on the moon? I think no. so. They don't have weather. They don't have weather on the moon. No. They have Doppler. <laughs> No, they don't need it because they don't have weather. Right, whatever. The weatherman thought we thought it was funny. Congrats. We'll try to take care of everyone. You can say your on. piece on this. It's you still just, have one I, more I thing. I can't stand the lightning delays when there's no danger. If it's dangerous right. and the weather is actually near the stadium, fine. But we've right. become so unbelievably soft. Listen to this story very quickly before we move on. You think the uh, Broncos have shown cheapness by not removing the sports authority from the side of the stadium? Right? Yes, it annoys me every morning. Listen to this. So Jacksonville, the Jags are in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. They're in the freaking playoffs, right? I mean, what? Mark Brunel's the last time they were in the playoffs. They'll be host. They'll be hosting a playoff game this weekend, or well, the the following weekend. Sold out, but with an asterisk. The tarps that they always have at the top deck of that stadium, whatever the hell it's called, Everbank Field, they won't be removing the tarps, even though they could surely sell those seats. Do you know why they won't be removing the tarps? Because the sponsors have sponsorships on those tarps, and they won't remove those sponsors from said tarps. I don't have a problem with this. If you can't fill the building normally, then they don't need to figure out a way to cram in more seats for a playoff game. I, so, I, I don't have a problem with this. Couldn't you take the money from ticket sales and give it to the sponsors? Exactly. I'm, sure it's, I'm sure it's probably a wash for them. Because yeah. I, I, I don't think it's a money thing. I think it. Here's the deal. It's more of the... We made a contractual commitment to this sponsor that this is where they're going to be. But you're telling your fans no, you're that not. the money's more important to us no. than you sitting no. in the seats. Yeah, yeah, you are. The no, money not. is more important to no, us than a home field okay. advantage. Let's say Vic Lombardi Inc. was a sponsor. Yes. And you've paid to be on the tarp yes. for all the crap tastic yes. games, all the games where yeah. the place is empty, uh-huh. all the games where nobody sees your ad. Yep. Now it's a playoff game. It's going to be on national you know TV. What I do? I'd and say, you're supposed to get your name there. I'd say Vic Lombardi Inc. Hey, I tell you what. Since you guys could sell these seats, just pay me, give me some money in return, no. and I'll let you guys sell these seats. That's it. what I would do. Okay, that's fine, but I, I have no problem with the, the team living up to their contractual obligation to their sponsor. None at all. The sponsor paid for it, and now they're supposed to get the benefit of finally having a playoff that's game, bad. and you're going to take it away from them? So the people who mm. don't buy tickets normally now can come to a game and be a bunch of bandwagon jumpers? No, thank you. Mm. I have no problem with this. All right, do you guys want to do resolutions real quick? Sure. I, I, I think I'll assign here, okay? Okay. We'll start with you, Vic. Your two teams that you need to do resolutions for are the Avs and the Nuggets. Go. What am I doing now? New Year's resolutions for the abs and the nuggets. What does this mean? I'm supposed to tell them what to do? What should their resolution be in 2018? The resolution for the nuggets is pretty simple. You're going to make the playoffs this season if all systems go, correct? You're going to make the playoffs. The next step next season is to be a contender. So do what Mm. you can. What do you mean by the word contender? Well, you know, one of the top four seeds. Okay. One of the top four So seasons. playoffs this year, playoffs this next year, year contender. And, and if that means sticking with what you've got, because what you've got may be 
may come to fruition, and I'm seeing it come to fruition, I'm seeing the likelihood of Jamal Murray blossoming right before our eyes, then stick with what you've got. But the next season, just keep advancing. As for the Avs, man, you know, it's tough because you lose to a game, you lose to Arizona like they did last night, that is a step back no matter how you look at it. For the Colorado Avalanche, I think they have to get better on the blue line and they have to do it faster than... Mosier says you you need to have some patience. I'm sort of tired of the patience thing. you got to get better on the blue line sooner than later. Okay, those are good. Manchester will give you the uh, the Broncos and the Rockies. Start with whoever you please, New Year's resolution. I'm going to start with the Broncos, and the resolution needs to be they need to stop kidding themselves. Right? This is two years in a row they've kidded themselves about the quarterback situation. They kidded themselves last year that a guy who had never taken an NFL snap other than to take a knee could take over a Super Bowl, defending Super Bowl champs and lead them. They did, they kidded themselves this year that Paxton Lynch or Trevor Simeon could do the job. They need to stop kidding themselves. They need to stop kidding themselves on Vance Joseph. He's, he's not, he's not competent. He's not capable of doing the job. Stop kidding yourself. Just accept the reality and move on. So that would be the thing for the Broncos. Now that turns into get a new head coach, get a new quarterback. But they need to stop kidding themselves. They need a reality check. They need to look in the mirror and go, who are we, where are we at, and what do we need to do to fix it? For the Rockies, my resolution is simple. Push your chips into the middle of the table. All in. This is a team that, guys, they were pretty darn good last year. They really were. They're not that far off from being a team that can win it all. It's time to push the chips into the middle of the table. I'll take the last two real quickly here. The Mammoth, you need to compete for a championship. We hear that a lot on these airwaves when they're on. Compete for a title. The Rapids would love to see this new hire workout get back in the playoffs this year. Kevin on the text line agrees with you regarding that sponsorship deal in Jacksonville. They have a contract with those sponsors, and the team is being honorable by living up to yes. the obligations of that contract. I'm not talking about the team. I'm talking about the actual sponsor. If I'm a company owner and I know I'm denying people seats, then my company, it's reflective well, on me. I look like an ass. That's a different. That's a totally different thing. So, so now I'm that company, and I'm telling sure. the team, hey guys, guys, I, we want people to sit here. How about you just pay but us maybe in this is a, those seats? Maybe this is a multiple step thing, right? Yes. I mean, the team is doing the right thing. They're being honorable, saying, hey, the sponsor pays for it. That sets it up for the sponsor then to get the PR home run of being the good guy. The sponsor should then say, we appreciate that, Jacksonville Jaguars. But we want the people in this town to as to many as possible Why to come enjoy you? the game. So go ahead and remove our well, uh, put it this our way. sponsorship. There, there are ways for the team to have that conversation behind the scenes. And maybe it's happened. There, there's, there's offers you can't refuse. Okay? Sure. That's all I'm saying. I'm just saying the team is doing the right thing. Let's not beat the team up here and say they're being greedy because they're doing the right thing. I'm not saying they're being greedy at all. They're being dumb. No, they're being smart. The ones that are being dumb is the sponsor if the sponsor doesn't take the PR softball and hit it out of the park. Thank you for participating. Before we say goodbye, our Fired Up finale. This is the Fired Up finale presented by the Troy Hansford Real Estate Team. Here's what's got us fired up today. Let's be fired up. You people from Minneapolis who live in Denver watching our broadcast, transplants who are so mad at us being pro-Nuggets, i tell you what, I'll send you money for a bus ticket. Go watch the Minnesota postgame show. If you're so hell-bent on getting the Minnesota perspective, go get it. We live in Denver! But I am Born so tired of people from other parts of this country who have allegiances with other teams in this country coming here and telling me what to do with how I cover the local teams. I tell you, you are a guest here. I am going to talk 
and I'm going to push, and I'm going to pump Denver sports. I'm from Denver. I live in Denver. This is freaking Denver. So shut up. My favorite part of that is that to send them somewhere where they could watch the Minnesota broadcast, it was a bus ticket. Yeah, that'd be a long bus ride. Not a plane. Not, not a, a not a rental car. Not enough people take bus rides. Not anymore. a train. A bus ticket. Because I don't think there's yeah. a more like demeaning way to send someone home than, hey, here's your bus ticket. <laughs> it's 